I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you.
And welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my lovely, um, more patriotic, beloved, better half. The Lynn. Hello, Patriots. And, uh, well, t- uh, today we uh, got back last night, pretty late, um, well, early this morning from uh, the Trump rally in Perry, Georgia. Of course, we led this one off with Lee Greenwood there and uh, the Battle of the Republic. And uh, old Lee had some news. He was in the news the other night. Yeah, he got kicked off the National Arts Council, which is kind of crazy because, let's see, George Bush Jr. put him in 20-something years ago. And then... Yeah, I think like right after 9-11, yeah, somewhere right around yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. And then o- Obama kept him on and Trump kept him on and then biden said yeah you're you're too patriotic and you write songs that encourage people to love america so out you go no no, he didn't actually say that but he probably thought that in those little brief synopsis of what he thinks i I guarantee what he was thinking was in the back of his mind he was thinking oh you like emphasize white supremacy and how white people are great that's what i guarantee that joe biden was thinking hmm provided that joe biden thinks well, that's a possibility. If if he actually thinks. Yes. Because you, we're you not know, really sure. If you he know what's really funny? Actually, and um, Rihanna, you're familiar with Rihanna, the artist, right? They Maybe. The singer, the hot one. You like her. Anyway. I do. You like to look at her. You don't necessarily like to listen to her. Okay. But anyway, so she they took a picture of her. She's wearing a T-shirt that says, think while it's still legal. Isn't that odd? <laughs> How did that just come to that? So anyway, yes, last night was the Trump rally in Perry, Georgia. We were there, and it was Pretty fantastic. Amazing. Yeah, it was actually really cool. Got to meet thousands of really good people. Uh, if you're new to listening to our show because of last night, welcome. I know there's three Marines that I met yesterday. Uh, one used to be um, the University of Georgia's pastor back in the day so uh we had a very long conversation with him and he gave us a really cool ride in a freaking badass jeep and it really was it was one of the old m114s it was badass restored and everything else and the only difference of it instead of it having a big army emblem on it it had of course a devil devil dog emblem on it but whatever but it was funny because he was riding around he was actually promoting colonel swan correct and he was riding around the the parking lot but um we had some other people we were just chatting with that were parked close to us we were just doing it you know straight up tailgating for the georgia game which was playing on the jumbotrons which georgia destroyed vanderbilt like 63 to nothing and i was like (laughs) um i thought this was gonna be a game i didn't think we were gonna watch a blowout but but uh but yeah so he he showed up and and started chatting with us for a few minutes and then the next thing you know it was like an hour and a half later yeah i don't think he actually did much promoting riding around i I don't know (laughs) well he had a lot of people come up and take pictures which was kind of cool he did he did um we're going to try and actually get Colonel Swan on, hopefully here sooner or later. Yeah, you uh, talked to one of his people yesterday, yep. didn't you? Yep. I talked to him. I talked to a couple of Trump's people yesterday. I talked to uh, some right-side broadcasting people yesterday. I talked to a lot. Of, actually, for somebody who didn't do a whole lot, who was just there to really enjoy the rally, I did a whole lot of talking to people that I didn't think I was going to talk to. Uh, but so did Velin. Velin handed out, I don't know, what? A thousand business thousand cards. thousand plus yeah. business cards. Uh, probably 15, uh, about 2,500. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I'm sorry. Uh, 1,200. Yeah. She was out there running around like a freak with her head cut as, off. As I normally do. But that's that's okay. That's what it's all about. I was still listening and having fun. I talked to some really cool people. Um, spent quite a bit of time with quite a lot of people. Got some interesting stories. Um, one guy in particular, and, and well, I'll bring it up when we get to the Trump's part. 
about the border real quick because it's it's just an interesting perspective but anyway so uh yesterday uh obviously there's uh conflicting reports how many people were there i had to actually go look at look it up and uh anywhere between eight thousand and fifty thousand people showed up that's a pretty big difference yeah that's a huge difference and then one of the local uh broadcasting atlanta news something news that maybe i maybe the found one that interviewed me 48,000-something people actually showed up is what they were estimating about. So Trump said there was about 50,000 people there. So I would go ahead and go with Trump's, you know, bid on that. There's about 50,000 people because it, mean, was, it was quite a few. It was packed. It considering was, that every single person in there had to go through Secret Service yep. security, I would think that he had a very accurate number of how many people were there. Yeah, and not only that, well, th that was the people in the inner quarter, cordon. Mm -hmm. The people in the outer cordon, it was fewer. That's where we, we, were, we went inside first, and uh, when we realized we couldn't get as close as we wanted to, we were kind of like, yeah, there's no point in really sitting in here until he starts to speak. Well, so. not sitting in there because so that was overflow one. Yeah. So the actual part where you see all the people where Trump's speaking, that's the seating area. And people were camping out from the night before. Yeah. So by the time we got there at like 1130, 12 o'clock, um, that that was I mean, they opened it at two, but the line was already like a mile long. There was yeah. no way we were going to get nope. into that seating area. So we went into overflow one where they had food trucks and um you know a bunch of people there some bathrooms yeah and, and that but was, it was that no was seating fine, but there was no seating and yeah. they wouldn't let us bring our chairs in or our coolers or our vapes or anything like that so we were like okay well if um if we can't be all the way in the front then we're going to go all the way to the back because that's where the cool people hang out you know the smokers the dog owners the people with chairs and beer and it was so. really cool because we could still see everything that everybody else was watching on these great big jumbotrons that were all the way spread out and you could hear all the chants and rally we we got to start some of the chants shit i was back there saying fuck joe yeah oh yeah we started a few fuck joe biden yep. chants yep we, we were back there just pissing people off just starting all sorts of chants in the middle of speeches it was a lot of fun um but uh, one of the big things that came out of that was, and it, it's really funny that this even came up, because in, in this speech you'll hear him, but uh, Trump goes on to bash Kemp, which is really funny. And uh, Kemp actually came out and made a comment last night, I guess, sometime after the, the rally had ended. Um, and uh, he said, uh, the party needs to come together. We don't need to be divided, Kemp said. That didn't work for us in 2020. No, what didn't work for us in 2020, Brian? Was you being a traitor? Yes. Was you not supporting the president of the United States who actually put you in the office that you're in? I'm just saying. Yeah, that, that didn't work very well for us. Didn't work out very well. No. So, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a really good rally, though. And uh, we've got a bunch of clips to play for you. And uh, as you can see, we got the Trump 2024 Take Back America uh, slogan up there because uh, I completely agree with that. And uh, and Trump we've kind of been arguing about that all morning, honestly, because I don't agree with that. And the reason I don't agree with that is because I want Trump back now. I don't want to wait till 2024. I don't think we're going to have a country left in 2024. So if we if we don't fix 2020, there is no 2022. There is no 2024 because they're just going to cheat again. Well, and I think that what Trump said during the rally actually supports my position, which is that um, we're not going to be able to change anything till 2022. And that change, too, will only eliminate Joe Biden's ability to do anything to this country any further than it's already been done. And then in 2024, we let Trump take back over and destroy everything that Joe Biden built. And Joe and Trump takes it back and he builds back better. That's the biggest part. And that's what Trump does. Trump did, just did takes you his... literally just use Joe Biden's slogan in exactly. reference to Trump. Because... 
he has got to do it because what Joe Biden's doing in this country is destroying it. And he's doing it from within. He's yeah. not doing it. This isn't an external force. This is an internal force that's being done right now to this country. And that is the thing that is dividing us. That is the thing that is tearing us apart from within. We are being divided from within. And it's what they want. And you can see it in the poll numbers, folks. There was another poll just released, not even within the last day. And I don't remember who the hell came out with this poll, but it's just worse. But he's now down. And if you think they pad the poll by 40 30 percent. Everybody says there's 10 percent on the top, on the top half um, with a 5 percent marginal increase here or there, marginal decrease, depending on where you put it. Um, His numbers came out last yesterday and he's down to 38.6 percent. So it's actually more like 28 percent. And then if you add the 2.5 percent that you have to subtract from either side, He's actually sitting more like 26% right now. He has a 26% approval rating. Who are those 26%? That's kind I Those are the robots. Those are the bots. <laughs> those are the blanks that have already been inserted into a society. I'm telling you right you know now, go watch I At the World's am... End because that actually applies and makes so much sense. If you look at the movie and look at the people that they had replaced with blanks, it's roughly 26% of the population in that small town. Okay. I, you know what? I am, I am more and more starting to subscribe to your robot theory. And there is, there's a reason. Um, I'm not sure. Let's see. I saw two clips the last couple days. It was really weird. Um, one was Kamala on The View, good old Camel Toe. And then another one was Dr. Wen. You know, oh your, my God. your favorite Leanne oh, Wen, Jesus. right? Okay. She is, is she not the most, hey, do you, you all do realize the doctor that she's, or her doctorate, what her doctorate is in, okay? You do realize that she, she is a medical doctor. I'll give her that. She's a medical doctor. I mean, I think she got it out of a Cracker Jack box, but um, she is a, supposedly a medical doctor. But you, you all do realize that she used to be the uh, director of, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, oh, shit, I can't even talk today. Um, <clears throat> Planned Parenthood. Yes. Yeah, she yeah. Used she was to the be director of, the director of, yes. of Planned Parenthood. Killing, killing babies in I, mass. I yeah. just want everybody to understand my position. Everybody knows that I am anti-abortion. I believe every right of life. I re- believe in all of that. However... months ago okay but ch- check this out with with camel's neck right this is just the weirdest thing oh and this is the green room apparently positive for positive what? for covid oh. and do He insisted that everyone get came out and like pointed to two of them was like you got to come off the stage and they were like okay and they hopped up like little robots and they ran off the stage yep robots sheep
for COVID, but it's okay because they're fully vaccinated. Um, and so, then, so understand this, folks, that right now the Democrats believe that if you're fully vaccinated, it's okay if you get COVID. Uh-huh. Because if you die while you're fully vaccinated, it would have been worse if you weren't vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know for who, but apparently for you, it's better. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so this this is just, this is freaky. Watch her, I don't even care what she says. Just watch her neck. Not that I can hear what she's saying. Yeah, it's a, that is a little weird. Like, oh, shoot, I got it muted. Well, you're an Um, idiot. Okay, here we go. I had it muted before. All right, so let's try this again. But watch camera. I hope that you're in a safe spot right now. We did everything we could to make sure that you were safe because we value you so much. Well, thank you, Joy, and to everyone. And listen, I, I, Sunny and Anna are strong women, and I know they're fine. But it really also does speak to the fact that they're vaccinated that, and um, vaccines really make all it? the difference. Because other that to me, that looks like if you're watching us right now on Rumble, there's a picture of. Uh, the hoe, and I won't even say camel toe. I won't even say that. I'll just say the hoe. And there's a large growth off the. I guess it'd be as you're looking at her. It's her left side. It's on the camera. It's the right side. But on the right side of her neck, there's a large growth. And uh, I've actually seen that in someone before, and that's called cancer. And uh, yeah. it is a growth in the thyroid. Yep. And um, uh, the lieutenant, my old lieutenant, had it, and he was. Uh, went through a bunch of it was uh non i mean it was a malignant but it wasn't uh he he got diagnosed pretty early on but that's a that's a cancerous tumor right there that's i mean and it's moving yeah it, like moves yeah yeah yeah, he, yeah his his neck moved too he had a and it was I, right here um, underneath the, it was in his uh uh goiter or thyroid yeah yeah it was right here in that in that corner underneath your chin and it moves when it moves with your chin as your chin moves so, yeah, I mean, that's not odd. It's uh, actually fairly common. But even still, I mean, yeah, she probably is a bot, and, though. And it was so much more pronounced in Leanna Wynn, and I'm trying to find that uh, that clip. I don't know that I have it, but because um, we're already we've already gone off the rails here, but that's okay. Um, yeah, we're, we've already gone <laughs> away where we're supposed to be at right now. But that's okay. But this is just so weird. I don't know. So you're, you're, you're saying that. So rapid onset cancer for camel toe too, huh? Is that, well, that, is that where that we're going? That might not actually be a bad bad thing though. If we were I mean, there is it. there is that. There's some good things there. There is that. So yeah, uh, moving right along. Uh, today's episode is all about election fraud, and uh, Maricopa County finally did release uh, part of their results. Uh, I have them here today. Uh, I've gone ahead and done the homework for y'all, printed them all out, actually watched the whole briefing that they all gave. Uh, it was uh, three and a half hours. Yes. And quite uh, fascinating. It was, if you're interested in it, and if you're interested in politics, if you're interested in anything about elections, um, which I've been for a very long time, uh, it most people fell asleep. Everybody sitting around me fell asleep when I watched it. Um, <laughs> The rest of us that actually stayed awake, there's only two of us that actually stayed awake for the whole thing, sat there, walked away going, um, they're going to spin this in a direction that they've already spun it. And it already came out. Um, I mean, they, they spun it. They, they spun it that morning before even yeah, the presentation. Yeah, because they got well. They got the pre-report. They got the county's pre-report about what it was supposed to be about because somebody released it. Anyway, long story short, it's already been out in the news. Oh well, see, even the Republican-backed Senate and the Republican people of Arizona show you that there was no fraud in Arizona. 
That is not true. That is a complete falsity of the numbers and every every other fucking thing that took place. It is a complete lie. It's bullshit. Um, it, it, it well, it's not bullshit. It's not what actually is represented within what I'm about to read to you. They're just manipulating data sets once again to spin it the way that they want to. Exactly. Yeah. They're spinning their narrative the way they want to. So anyway, in the the first document I have here is what they call the executive summary and the findings. What has been found in both, uh, what has been found, and this is the most important part, they went through all the ways they did everything they did, and I'm not going to bore you with all those details. However, I will jump ahead. We will publish this in our Telegram so you can find it there, and you can read it for yourself if you wish, but what I'm going to talk about here is just uh, what I found was the most important part of this. What has been found is both encouraging and revealing. On a positive side, there were no substantial differences between the hand count of ballots provided by the official election canvases results in Maricopa County and what was recounted within the stations. This is an important finding because both paper ballots are the best evidence of voter intent and there are no reliable evidence of paper ballots that were altered or to a material degree. So they're basically saying, look, we looked at all the paper ballots, all of the paper ballots that were cast on that day had not been altered. They're all the same that were cast that day, which, okay, touche. Based on our fi other findings, however, <clears throat> so hold on, let me read that line again. Based on our other findings, however, <laughs> that anything that starts that way never ends good. Yeah, I'm just no letting kidding. you right it, now. It's basically a complete negation of the first sentence. Normally, it's like, look, <clears throat> you were in prison, and although it sounded good, however, you were ass raped while you were in the in the jail cell. Um, we recommend that the legislature tighten up on the election process to provide an additional certainty going forward. There are several specific findings about our audit that further reviewed the Arizona attorney uh, have been further reviewed by the Arizona Attorney General and a possible criminal investigation. Such other findings include the following: A. None of the various systems related to the election numbers would have been would balance or agree with each other. In some cases, most of these differences were very significant. All right. When they're talking about that, if you remember, not more than a couple months ago, there was what four hand recounts that mm -hmm. could not between the cyber ninjas, between the audit group, between the senators themselves. None of them could get to a number in which they all matched. OK. And and for the hand recounts versus the audits. Right. OK. So let's let's just give a little real life. Parable. OK. So. My kid comes to me and he says, hey, I, uh, I'm going to this football game. I need 20 bucks for food. I'm like, okay. So I give him a 10, a 5, two ones, and $3 in Monopoly money. And he counts it. And he says, it's only $12. I said, count it again. It's only $12. I said, no, honey, you're doing an audit, not a recount. Count it. If you do a recount, it's $15. True. So uh, that's the big one. Uh, that was the big one that the cyber ninjas had a problem with. Um, forget, and then the next one is even worse. There appears to be as many as 27,807 ballots cast from individuals who had moved prior to the election. It's 27,807. I'm running this on a calculator as you, as you spit out numbers. Okay. So. Well, you might want to wait on that because we're going to get to the other part here in a minute. But tell me something. Mm -hmm. how, many, how many votes was... Did Joe win by? Mm, uh, after the, the multiple recounts? Yeah, m after this third audit. 
12,267 because it went up by like 200 votes. Yeah. But well, actually went up 260. More than like, like 2,000 votes, actually. It was like 2,000 votes that were even counted wrong on his side, too, okay. which is crazy even on that part. So 12,267. Okay. So right there, we're starting out with uh, 27,807 ballots cast from individuals who had moved prior to the election. Um, right there alone, that's it. Now you are drawing question to the actual results and numbers, okay? Which in that case, automatically should initiate a complete recount of the whole state. That should start everything for the state of Arizona. Not a recount, an audit. Oh, a forensic audit yeah. for the state of Arizona. That should be the next step that we see in Arizona. Right off the bat. I doubt we're going to see that, but I'm just throwing it out there. Um, files were missing from election, election management system servers. Ballot images, 284,412 on the EMS system were corrupt or missing. Logs appeared to be intentionally rolled over, and all the data on the database released in the 2020 general election had been fully cleared or deleted. On the ballot side, batches were not always clearly delineated. Duplicate ballots were missing, required uh, serial numbers. Originals were duplicated more than once by the auditors. There were never provided a chain of custody, documentation, ballots, and time period for the prior movements of the ballots into the auditor's care, all increased in complexity, difficulty, and proper, properly auditing the results and ambiguity to the final conclusions. Maricopa County follow, failed to follow basic cybersecurity practices issued by CISA or CISA, but, which okay. is the Cyber Intelligence Security Awareness Division of the United States Federal Government. So hold on one second. Going back to the uh, chain of custody. Correct. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but here in Georgia, didn't a judge rule that because they were not able to provide chain of custody for a couple hundred thousand ballots, that those ballots should be illegal? Correct. Hmm. Well, that just me means there's a ruling. So now it would go through appeals and they would look at that ruling because obviously the, the, uh, the prosecution would cite that case and say, well, in the state of Georgia, at this date, at this time, in this case, uh, Georgia it's versus whatever, that's the precedent that he's following. And the judge then in Arizona would have to make a ruling. If his ruling defied what Georgia's ruling was, well, then that would get bounced up to the appellate court. That would then get bounced if the appellate court ruled in the judge's favor in Arizona. That would then, if the guy decided to proceed further with it, that would then get a bounce to the Supreme Court, in which case the Supreme Court would have to rule on it. Okay. So I'm just saying, though, chain of custody is huge. Yes. Oh, it's a, that's a, that's a huge part of any election, yeah. period. I mean, it's a huge part of any investigation. So uh, software and patch p protocols were not followed. Credential management was flawed. Unique usernames and passwords were not allocated. Okay, and hold on. Let me let me touch on that one real quick. Unique usernames and passwords were not allocated. That means that when Dominion initially installed the system in 2019, they gave a generic password, right? A username and password. A User, standard username, admin. Username, admin, password. Password, password one, two, three, four. Right, whatever. Yep. Every single person. Used the same thing. Used the same thing. Uh, lack of baseline for host network activity and approved programs, communications protocols, and communications devices for voting systems. That was another big one that they um, annotated. And we're going to get more into this because I'm actually, this is just the, like I said, this is just the executive findings and the summary for the general counsel. That's what they brought up. 
Um, instead, I've got the 97-page report right here that actually goes into exactly what they found, which is, I, I think is the more important part because this one lays out in the finding summary table. This is where it gets weird. What, and, and what, mind was, you, what was that number that I said? 47.1%. Um, but mind you, this is still just a preliminary report. This is not the final, final report. So the first report that the news was spinning prior to the presentation of the evidence was a draft report. This is a first preliminary report. It is not the final report. Mm -hmm. So we're still waiting on the final report. We're actually just got some more news on that. If you give me one second, I just got more news on that. Oh, shit. Yeah, shit's already breaking. And it is, uh, what time? Breaking live on air. It's Two like o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday afternoon. And I just got a... Uh, epic news alert that I'm going to if you just I'll just give me one second here because this changes things quite uh, amazingly because wow I'm impressed um, what I'm watching going on right now because this is absolutely uh, incredulous I believe would be the best way to put it because if this is true and what's going on right now just happened I might go just a little crazy here because we might not talk about any of this right now because it's all about to change. And I know that would just drive a lot of you crazy, but VLAN's got enough that she's got to talk about that I think we can go to that and be okay for right now. Uh, okay, so you're you're throwing out half our show and turning yeah, it over to me? Almost, almost, yeah. I'm actually going to shut my mouth, sit in the corner and color, and uh, you should be really impressed by that because normally I don't Well, do what's that. the breaking news? Well, I'm trying... You're Would you give me, me one minute? Holy Jesus. All I right. Well, while so you look that up, there. I'm going to get here and start talking about the Trump rally. Okay. Because. Go for it. Because here, here yeah, we, go. we, we is, haven't even got into this document yet. So. Uh, we did go to the Trump rally last night, just so you're all wondering. We did. We were there. We loved it. It was actually really cool. Yeah. We started out the show talking about that. You forgot already. Brain, yeah. brain injuries you know, are killer. You'll have that. Anyway. Um. Here's what here here's Trump kind of backing up what I said. Make it great again. That begins with a nurse shattering win in November 2022. Not and really. By the way, we never forget Listen. 2020. Just in case you have any questions, we're not forgetting 2020. See, not forgetting 2020. That's what I said. Most corrupt election in the history of our country. Most corrupt election in the history of most countries. To be followed by an even more glorious victory in November of 2024. We're going to have a big, big, beautiful victory. Um, he was telling me his, his wife's from Russia and they've got two kids and a couple years ago, his wife left, he's a truck driver and his wife up and left and took her kids back to Russia. Right. And he's, he was obviously devastated. Like I, I could tell just from speaking to him that he still very much loves his wife and they, they still communicate. And she reached out to him recently and was like, uh, I never thought I'd see communism come back here, but here it comes, and she's talking about Russia, and she asked him, is it any better in the U.S., 
you know, with mandates, vaccine mandates, and communism rearing its ugly head. And he said, not much, but, you know, we are, we are the last hope for freedom, which is absolutely true. The problem is getting his wife and daughters back into the United States because she has a green card. They are married. She's got a 10-year green card. But because she's been gone for more than a year, she has to jump through all kinds of hoops. I believe she'd have to be vaccinated. Um, it's, it's quite a process to get back in legally. I believe that. So you know what she's going to do? What's that? Come she's, across the southern border? She's going to fly to Mexico City with her kids. That's a smart move. And she's going to walk across the southern border. That's a sad, sad state of affairs, but a smart move on yeah, her part. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's, I told them the same thing. I said, that's absolutely, that's, how would they ever know? You know, how would they know she left in the first place? So, yep. Um, but that's where we're at right now. I hope we can so, stay in touch with him so that way you can find out how that works out. I mean, it's a bold move, Cotton. Yeah. Kind of want to see how it works out for him. Yeah. You know, it's a, uh, it's a sad state of affairs that you have to go to that level to bring your legal wife back into yes. this country who's a green card holder who's yes. already a green card holder by and, marriage and alone. their children were born here in the states they are they're american citizens. they are american citizens so how are we man that just pisses me off yep exactly but anyway all right so uh, continuing next my next clip yep and i tried to to get clips while we were there but honestly my phone was shaking so much because you know it, it just didn't work um, so I figured I'd go with RSBN instead because they're, they're pretty awesome and they, you know, played out the whole speech. So, um, one of the go. few ones who actually did, I think they're probably the only ones actually, because Fox news certainly didn't play it. Nope. They have actually now banned Rudy Giuliani yep. and his son who was running for governor of New York from yep. Fox news. Yep. How fucked up is that? That's, uh, just goes to show you folks, uh, y- y- there's, we can't trust them. We, no, they're, they are controlled opposition. Fox News especially is controlled opposition. Yep. Newsmax, mm, not Getting much there. better. Getting there. Seriously. So OAN or RSBN is really about the all way we to have go. left. That's so, all that we have left. Yeah. So here's Trump talking about how the world views us these days. Biden, Pelosi, and the Socialist Democrats have been relentlessly pushing the demented lie that their political opponents are the number one threat. Think of it, the number one threat to national security. They call them the Trump people. You know what that is? That's 75 million people, but it's really much more than that. Much, much more than that. Closer to 90. And that's the largest vote by far ever gotten by a sitting president. No president has ever come close to it. And most presidents go down in the second term. Even if they win, they go down. Obama went down, way down, but he won. Well, I don't know, maybe he won. Who the hell knows if he won? Nowadays, with these elections, who knows if he won? But he went down a lot, and he won. Most of them go down. Some of them go up. But if they go up, they don't go up much. We went up by 12 million votes. I was told, sir, a great pollster. So we got 63 million. He said, sir, if you go up 1 million votes, you can't lose. Well, we went up 12 million votes, and they say we lost. But there never has been, you know, there never has been a concession. You do know that, right? You do know that. There never has been a concession. That is absolutely true. Trump never conceded. He never will. 
Just like I don't think Hillary ever conceded. And nope. Stacey Abrams, well, sure as shit Stacey didn't Abrams concede. Stacey never conceded. Nope. But, uh, I, and I, that's what he's going after. Hillary did. Hillary? Hillary yeah, Hillary conceded at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Um, but yeah, Stacey Abrams did not concede, and that's he was talking about it. Because, of course, we're here in Georgia, and she is the bane of our existence. And he was also talking at one point about how Kemp is scared of her. And, yeah, it's because he's afraid that she might sit on him. So. Yeah, just, probably. Just saying. Anyway. We'll keep going. So uh, they did, uh, and actually, before I get there, there was a, of course, a, the big focus was, or one of the big focuses was Afghanistan, and he did talk about the 13 fallen soldiers there. Not only did he talk about it, but they had 13 chairs laid out to honor our fallen soldiers. Um, right in the front row, 13 for our 13 heroes that were killed in Afghanistan, murdered by Joe Biden. And that might seem like a bold statement, but uh, it's the truth. Did you? Okay. In Afghanistan, he humiliated our nation with the most appalling display of incompetence by an American president in history. Thirteen great young warriors were murdered and many injured, and a total of 170 people were killed, with many very, very badly wounded. In their memory tonight, we have 13 empty seats of honor right here in the front row. Our hearts go out to the families of every service member that we have lost. And I've spoken to a lot of them, and these are great, great people. Thank you. Because the difference is, when Trump goes to speak to the families of fallen soldiers, or he goes to Walter Reed Bethesda to visit injured soldiers, he is welcomed with open arms. He's, um, they, are, they are grateful for him being there. It's pretty fantastic. When Biden goes, he's told to get the hell out. Um, and that's happened on more than one occasion. And to Seriously. include 9-11 at the uh, memorial in New York, yeah. he was told to leave. So um, so this guy, this, uh, if you guys remember from and, a Afghanistan. Uh, before, before you go there, mm -hmm. uh, just so you're all aware, uh, no, I, I read something wrong, so we're actually still good. We'll go on with that story as soon as we're done with this, but... We'll continue with this, that story as soon as we're done with this. Okay, well, good. Well, well, we're getting to the fraud part of the speech here soon anyway, so then we can pick that That'll up be with perfect. you. So, um, so if you guys remember the video of the soldier that um, took the baby over that the wall. That was a Marine. A Marine. Took the baby over the wall in Kabul. You know, and everyone's like, if our country's so terrible and they hate us so much, then why are they giving us their children? Quite literally. Handing their children over. Anyway. Yep. This was the Marine that was the one got accepting the baby. that baby. Harry, Georgia, can you believe that? Come and on. he's from right here in Georgia. He went to um, school in Perry, Georgia, which is where the rally was held. You want to say something? Correct. And he's a little overwhelmed. Hey, my name's uh, Lance Corporal Hunter Clark. I'm here from. Uh, I believe they call that for Clint. I'm the guy that uh, pulled the baby over the wall, and it's definitely probably one of the greatest things I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah. I 
just want to thank all the support from all y'all. It really means a lot. And uh, I'm glad to be home now today. Thank you. And I can tell you those cheers are just as loud as they sound on TV. Oh, yeah. That we heard in that crowd because it was pretty ridiculous. They were screaming at the top of their lungs for this guy and uh, couldn't be more proud for Marine, uh, even though they eat crayons. And, yeah, I know there's three guys that are listening to us now that are probably like, oh, I'm so going to get you, son of a bitch. That's fine. Go ahead. You know that it's all fair and play. Um, it's just the way it is. That's how we what did, what did What did the Marine guy say to you that Army, Army uh, stood for yesterday? Uh, almost, uh, almost, almost made it or something almost, uh, almost ready, ready to be a Marine or something like that. No, um, I don't yet not, not ready or almost ready to be a Marine yet. Something like that. Something like that. Anyway, it was, it was it really was, funny. It actually. was funny. So actually made me laugh a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I got a good giggle out of it. This made you laugh. But then too. I then I asked him. I was like, "Hey, what was your intro service exam? It was see the thumb, follow it. Which one was it?" And you were like, "Oh shit, yeah, you got me again. Damn it. Which one was it?" Anyway, th- this made you laugh too. So uh, you know. Trump was on a roll last Trump night. Trump was, really was on a roll last night, and we we heard some chants we hadn't heard in a long, long time. Okay. So here we go. I mean, Bill Clinton, he's living in fear. He's living in fear. No, think about an evil mind like that to make up a Russia hoax. You know, I'll tell you a quick little story. Should I or should I just go through it? Yeah, he's living, Bill Clinton's living in fear of Hillary. So just before that, they were chanting, lock her up, lock her up. It was quite hysterical. Oh, he, he's got some dirt on Hillary. I'm sure. You know what happens with somebody who's got dirt on Hillary? Well, they they hold it over their heads constantly. No, they get suicided, and Bill's a little worried. He's like, she's going to feed me arsenic. Yeah, well, that's that's probably true. Okay, so before we get into the Arizona fraud, let's hear what Trump had to say about the Georgia fraud, because here we are here in Georgia, and... It's most important to us, and we got, I don't know, a couple thousand, hopefully, new listeners. I hope so. It'll be great. Yeah. All right. Especially from our home state. Not as bad. They ignored monumental evidence of rampant fraud. We've all seen the video of ballots being pulled out from under the tables after kicking out all of the observers. Remember that? Based on a made-up story of, sir, there's a major water main break. Clean out, right? Water main break that never happened. Remember, they said, water main break, everybody get out. And then the people came back in and they were stuffing, stuffing, stuffing. But supposedly caused the vote counting to be shut down for hours and hours. So everyone was out except for these people that were on tape. In addition, Brian Kemp, Raffensperger, and your state leaders surrendered to Stacey Abrams. They totally surrendered to her. You know, I think he's afraid of Stacey Abrams. I don't understand yep. that. Stacy, you know, you have a great team, okay? We talked about that, but I saw him being interviewed by Laura Ingram, who's fantastic. And he was interviewing, although it was a very soft interview in this case, but she's fantastic. And I don't say he's a man of large stature. I'm being very nice, okay? <laughs> and he said, I love football. And she said, what position do you play? I'm an offensive tackle in high school. Now, even in high school, he was not an offensive tackle, okay? But somehow I remembered that. I don't know why. Herschel saying, what the hell was that all about, sir? He's not an offensive tackle. 
But your state leaders surrendered to Stacey Abrams and allowed themselves to be bullied into a disastrous consent decree well, that effectively abolished signature there, verification the, and paved the way for massive fraud. There's a possibility. And they don't want to do anything about it. They don't. I'll hey, tell you. Pause it. There's a possibility that Stacey Abrams was the offensive tackle. I, I'm, that's probably true. That would be more accurate than Brian Kemp being an offensive tackle for a high school football team. I mean, there's a possibility that Stacey Abrams used to be a man. Yeah. I mean, just look at her. Mm. Right? <laughs> I, that's the problem. I can't. You can't look at her. I know. Hold it's on. like It's like looking at Lori Lightfoot. Oh, my God. Put those <laughs> eyes back in your head. Put those damn eyes back in your head. Okay. I saw a picture of Lori Lightfoot with um, Dory from... Uh, Finding Nemo? Or Nemo. It was, yeah, North, yeah, it was no, Nemo. No, it was Nemo. Oh, okay. It was Nemo. You, oh my you saw God. the meme that yes, I saw. I can't unsee it now. That's exactly. Is that <laughs> not freaking it? Well, they put another one. There's another one now. There's one with uh, Lori Lightfoot on one side. Yeah. Nemo's in the middle. And the other side is Stacey Abrams. And it says, who wore it best? <laughs> and everybody's like, that's a great question. Oh, jeez. Who wore death best? Uh, okay, hold uh, on. Well, I'm not sure if it's death, but. Yeah. A couple of people do when they're legislators and they're here right now, but they didn't want to do anything about it. And the agreement was never approved by the state legislature anyway. It wasn't even approved. Just recently, it was reported, your state, this isn't Arizona now. This is the great state of Georgia. It was reported that 43,000 absentee ballot votes were counted in DeKalb County, that violated the chain of custody rules, okay? Now, you have to remember. Okay, so I got the number wrong before when we talked about it, uh, chain of custody. So 43,000 ballots, but regardless, it still sets a precedent. Most yeah. certainly does. Yeah. That Georgia was decided by only 11,779 votes. So I only needed one more vote than that to win the election. But we have many, many more votes That's than we need. That's not after the audit. No, the... the because I'm going to get to that. The next. recount, not the audit. Correct, there's the recount. Difference. Yeah. Let me, let me make sure we preface all of this because there's, there's some stuff we're going to show you today, folks. Remember, what did we say that this episode was going to be about? This is all about election fraud. And I told you there was some shit I'm going to show you today because um, I have done quite a bit of homework. Actually, I've got my sources doing quite a bit of homework for me, and they've sent me a lot of shit, and I had to decipher a bunch of it and put it back into actual tangible numbers that you, I, and the general public can understand because there's some numbers that I got sent, and I was just like, well, there's really no way for that to all be accurate, but I digress. Okay, we'll get there. Let real me quick, let me, let me just jump into this real quick because this all applies where he's at right now. Okay. Okay. Because there's some numbers here that are really getting to talking the heart about Georgia. Of the crux. No, this is actually Arizona. Okay. Well, let's finish up with Georgia. Real but quick. no, no, Hold no, on. no. I don't want to finish with Georgia because this gets into the crux of the argument that I'm about to get into. Okay. So let me just start out with the numbers that we kind of skipped over that I wanted to report to you first. All right. Because everybody's been waiting for this, and I know I've had a lot of emails on it. There's been a lot of comments, and I appreciate all the comments. Please, people, keep sending me comments. Keep sending the stuff. Keep pushing us. I mean, all we're going to do is the right thing, so it doesn't matter at the end of the day anyway. Well, let's get right into this real quick. First of all, this is the findings. These, This is the finding summary table 
of what Cyber Ninjas found. Understand, Cyber Ninjas was the third party analysts that were brought in to audit the auditors of the Arizona election ballots, okay? And this is what they found. And this, they're third party, they're supposed to be bipartisan, all that wonderful stuff. Um, but they bring up some real glaring, remember, originally I said in the initial one, in the executive summary, they said the numbers were not off in the physical hand count. They weren't. However, they bring up a whole lot of shit like that if you and I were to hear it, you and I would ask, why are these votes even counted? So you have your tally going. Yeah. Go ahead and keep, start entering these numbers in, okay? And I'm going to read these off exactly how they're listed in this in this worksheet, okay? Mm-hmm. Mail-in ballot, ballots voted from prior addresses. Um, ballot Ballots impacted 23,344. Okay. So according to Donald Trump, his original number for Arizona loss was what? Uh, 11,779. Before the recount. No, that was Georgia. Um, it was like 10,000 10, in Arizona. Yeah, it was like 10,200-something yeah. in Arizona. Yeah. After the recount, what was the final number in Arizona? 12,267. Okay. Understand, remember that number, folks, 12,267. That is a very important number to remember, Okay. More ballots returned than voter received, voter history, and that was uh, 9,041 votes, ballots impacted. Voters that potentially voted in multiple counties, that was uh, ballots impacted, 5,295 votes. Officials, re- official results does not match who voted, 3,432 votes. More duplicates than original ballots, 2,592 votes. In-person voters who had moved out of Maricopa County, 2,382 votes. Voters moved out of state during the 29-day period preceding the election, 2,081 votes. Votes counted in excess of voters who voted, 1,551 votes. Hmm. That one always drives me crazy because basically that's the overage that's of the votes. More people voted than are what was actually registered, registered to vote. in the county. Okay. Weird. Uh, Especially when you consider that you don't get 100% voter turnout. Correct. You get somewhere between mm, 50 50 and 70. 70% 70 being on the very high side. Voters not part of the official precinct register, 618 votes. Duplicated ballots, incorrect missing serial numbers, 500 votes. Mail-in ballots received without record of being sent. 397 votes. That's another one that issues me very, very Yeah, where did those come from? Yeah. Voters with incomplete names, 393 votes. That's another one that bugs the shit out of me. How, yeah, no kidding. Deceased voters, people who voted from the grave, 282 votes. That, that seems, seems a low. lot. That seems a lot, uh, though, for where Just we're at technology-wise. Mm-hmm. For technology-wise and where we're at, that seems like a lot. Because I'll tell you, when you die... Um, how think how how quick you think it'll take the U.S. government to sh- shut off your retirement retirement payment? Actually, it won't because you'll automatically get it, so it doesn't matter. So my it'll be when you die. How quick do you think the U.S. government but will that, shut I, off? I don't mean your retirement. I mean your disability because I don't continue to collect your disability. No, you, you collect my retirement. Yeah. though. So after you die, how long will it take for the government to the shut VA. off your disability? The, the VA. VA to shut off your it's disability. It's not the government. That's the VA. The the VA the government runs the VA. No, actually, they're a third party. They're actually independent okay, of whatever. the government. How long? Oh, it'll be in a minute. It, 
Immediate. Immediate. The second I die, that's e- Exactly. They cut that shit off. Yep. yep. Yeah. All right. So, uh, audit. U-O-C-A-V-A count does not match the EAC count ballots. That's 226. Date of registration changes than the earlier date of voting, 194. Late registered voters with counted votes, 198. Duplicate voter IDs, 186. Multiple voters linked by AFFSEQ, 101. Uh, Double scanned and double counted ballots, 50. UOCAVA electronic ballots double counted, 6. Duplicate ballots, uh, reused serial numbers, 6. What's our number right now? 52,875. And that does not count because this is not part of that. Nope. Uh, the presentation. He sure did. And uh, and he was really nervous. Just to get about to get there. Well, I don't blame him. I mean, the guy's actually really calling this shit out. I mean, he's but been calling it out since the get-go. I, I've seen him. You know, I've seen him he speak. He might not be a public speaker. No, he is. I've seen him speak many, many, many times. I have never seen him look nervous. And rumor has it that they were threatened right before this. Yeah, that's that's uh, actually more the rumor. Yeah. Because uh, what's his name? Uh, Cotton um, came ben, out. Ben Cotton. Ben Cotton from... Um, Cyber Ninjas came out and said that he had been threatened by the Senate and said that he would be held in contempt if uh, he reported on certain parts of his report that he actually had some reporting because basically he was going to slam the Senate for stopping certain parts of this moving forward. And he was told that if he actually reported on that during the actual official record, the testimony, remember anything he says to the press, whatever, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Just remember that, folks. So whatever you say to the press doesn't matter. They can't hold that against you in a court of law anymore, apparently. But if you say it on the record, then they can hold that against not only you, but the Senate as well. So they were really worried about their jobs. So it sounds like there's some sort of a cover-up, just can't really figure out what the cover-up is. But we're going to get into that because I think I know where it is. Okay. But continue. Well, so Dr. Shiva, because, again, this was not part of the official report, um, or it was not included in the official report that Mick's reading off of. So a summary of Dr. Shiva's ballot envelope analysis. Now, real quick, too, understand this, that according to Senate rules, the Senate told Shiva and cyber ninjas that they were not allowed to speak before this hearing yeah they couldn't they could not so confer ben cotton was sitting there listening to shiva's report and one of the first things that came out of ben cotton's mouth was well i wish i had a little bit more of dr shiva's work because uh that would have maybe changed a lot of our outcomes in this report yeah so um and if you guys aren't familiar with dr shiva he's Pretty awesome. He actually invented email. He's got the he's the patent holder for inventing email when he was fourteen. He's got like a half a dozen degrees from MIT. Wait a minute, wasn't that fucking No, he invented the internet. Or he claims to invent the internet. No, Dr. Shiva invented uh, email. Shit, I, I thought that was uh what's his nuts from uh Al Gore. Al Gore, yeah. No, no, no. he claims to invent the to, internet. Well Al Gore according to Al Gore, he's invented everything. Okay. No. Dr. Shiva actually invented email when he was 14 at MIT, 
Okay, this man is a brilliant, brilliant genius. Um, he's got degrees in everything from, basically he's a systems analyst, everything from biological systems to technological systems, um, and he's, he's phenomenal. So anyway, uh, he analyzed the 1.9 million early voting ballot return envelopes from Maricopa County. So Cyber Ninjas was working on the ballots. Dr. Shiva was working on the envelopes. So his report included a number of ana an anomalies, including 17,322 duplicate envelopes. So there were 34,448 envelopes from 17,126 unique voters. And since Maricopa County did not report any duplicates, it's presumed these duplicate votes were included in the certified tally. So I'm going to add 17,322 to my running tally here. A surge in duplicates during the last six days of counting, so 25% of the duplicates, about 4,330, occurred between November 4th and November 9th. Interesting, right? That's all after election day. It is, and which I makes me wonder if in Arizona, if your post date was supposed to be November third, because it had to be before seven p.m. Uh, seven p.m. seven p.m. for Arizona yep, law. Seven p.m. on November third. Yep. November third, because it has to be counted on that day, or it doesn't count. So then, my question becomes. How is that even possible that they were counting all that vote, all those votes? It has to be received on by November third, or it doesn't count. No, it has to be counted by November third. It no, if you look at the law, the law is actually very specific in Arizona. It has to be counted on November third. Post date means November seven or November. It has to be November third before seven p.m., which means it's received in the time in which. All of the counters are still present at the election sites or at the poll sites, so it can be counted with the original vote. Yeah, well, they were still counting six days after the election, so. Yeah, right. there's an issue there. 2,457 more envelopes with an unidentifiable or missing signature. Add that to the toilet. I will. And here's the thing. He used just a single point of reference, so... Um, versus a 27-point signature ver verification system that is supposed to be used by Maricopa County. Dr. Shiva's software rejected 4,499 envelopes versus 2,042 by Maricopa County. So using just a single point of authentic... authentic I can't speak today. Um, Authentication. Yes. So basically, if there was even... A, a little a little bit of a blip, just a little bit of a black mark or whatever it was inside the signature box, Dr. Shiva counted that, okay? Maricopa County is supposed to use a 27-point signature verification, and yet Dr. Shiva software rejected more than twice the amount of envelopes that Maricopa County did. So let me, let me, let me tell you on... Um a mathematical scale, how how impossible that is, all right? Because understand that a 27 point, just in your best penmanship right now, grab a piece of paper and uh, sign your name as you would if you were signing a check or you were signing an actual document in which you were going to, let's just say something really important to you. So if you're going to make some money and you wanted your, like you're about to sell your house and you wanted your signature to be seen on that document, right? Uh, write it as clearly as you can, okay? Within that signature that you just wrote down, okay? There are 27 different points within that signature that I can say is 100% your handwriting. When scanned and evaluated by a computer and uh, <clears throat> actually in the 
forensic world, there's uh, there's another one higher than that, and that's a 57-point signature verification, and that's from someone using eyeglass. Uh, he uses that little round thing and he looks over the signature and he can tell you where your strokes ended, where they began, where you ended out, where you connected letters, where you normally connect letters just by looking at other signatures you've done in the past, just in different handwriting. Normally it takes about four or five different, about 11 different samples for them to figure out what your 56 point verification signature is. And and the one that she's talking about right now and a 27 point for a computer to do that and uh dr shiva has another one that's less than what he just did one point literally one, one point one point if there was any black ink in the box wow and they got he, rid of how many he rejected uh almost 4500 that's uh that's uh, pretty horrible folks. isn't it even though? on a computer you can still see it even if it doesn't record your whole signature in the computer programs, 90% of the computer programs, if you have like a service guy come over your house and he says, I just need your signature in this box and he hands you a computer screen and you just write your signature in there. Even though it doesn't catch your whole full stroke mark within the box, it records the stroke where your finger was touching the screen. In which case the computer would automatically record the up and down movements of your finger or the movements of your finger if you're trying to sign your name. And it will automatically record and verify within the signature that, yeah, that's an accurate signature. Um, most programs do that internally. You don't even know it's working if you're the service guy and you're actually hitting the person on the computer. But 90% of the time, it's doing it right there within the computer. So that's like next to impossible. impossible. Well, here's the other thing. So a 60% decline in Maricopa County's rejection 2020 rate from 2016, despite a 53% increase in the number of mail-in ballots. Right? Odd. Mm -hmm. And then... 6,545 more unique envelopes reported by Maricopa County than Dr. Shiva received. So that number's got to go. And Maricopa County only reported the number of ballots they looked at, not the number they received. Hmm. Hmm. And then envelope images that appeared to have been digitally altered. Verified and approved stamps were found behind the pre-printed graphics on some of the envelopes as if they had been photoshopped. So, so what is our total right now? What is our running total? Just because I'm wondering. All right. So when I add that 6,500 in there, it is almost 80,000, 79,199. Hold on. I got more numbers to add. Okay. I've, I've got more to add to the list that I already talked about. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that's the end of so the summary I, of Dr. Shiva's report. I'm so actually going. going to the physical part of what Cyber Ninjas did, and they were not supposed to report on. And I guess technically they kind of didn't. No, they weren't. Well, but they gave numbers in the report, which I found really interesting because I started giggling about it because when you asked me about it and it's not conclusive yet. So we're just going to give the round number that they gave in the report. So right off the bat, let's just start with a digital analysis. The digital analysis, which is the one that they did via the computer, computer yeah. looking for the fold marks in the papers. Okay. And the likelihoods, they give me the likelihoods, they give me a, a chart how they accurately said that, like, look, these are high, critical, low, blah, 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 and their digital analysis. Um, as of the 2020 election, and their likelihood was high, and their impact was high. Over 31,674 votes, possibly, were the papers were never folded. Wow. 
Okay, and these are mail-in votes that they're checking now. 31,764 votes. 674. Or 674, sorry. Not folded the three times. Not found any physical evidence of actual fold, folds in the paper. And mind you, this part of the report actually has not been fully done yet. So they are still looking at the kinetic artifacts from the paper and things like that. So that final report is still forthcoming. Should be within a matter of And this of weeks. is within their kinetic part that they were not allowed, that they were threatened they the, didn't present. They didn't actually present any of these numbers. They presented an overview as to why they couldn't give these numbers yet, as in, like, look, we're still getting information. And it is part of it. They're still getting information. However, adding that number to that total, because I'm not even going to go forward past that, because I think that puts me over my total. Go ahead. What's the total now? 110,873. That would be just over 41.7. No, it's not. It's not 47.1. There was 1.9 million ballots. That would, you would need another 700,000 ballots to get your 47.1. All right. So wait a minute. Then there's more coming. That's all I can say. Yeah. Because even, even Trump laid out that there was like 47.1% of the vote that did not match what had come back in Maricopa County, which is just under half of the votes that Maricopa County had issued. And right now we're only at how much? 110,873. That's, and like more and than- Biden won by 12,267. And more than half of the votes uh, right now that they're, they've looked at are questionable? Well, and then here here's my other question. So, um, if you, if you all remember, there was that big fire at the Hickman Farm. Well, that's another thing they address in here, actually. There's a, a big problem here, and this is something that they did because that went into the physical part. And again, I had to separate the two articles here because, or the, the report, I had to bring the report up, and I printed out both reports. I've got both reports. And like I said, we will link all these in our Telegram. You can go look them up. Um, and I had to go back and look at the physical, because there's a one part of this that's that's the kinetic part of it, the kinetic aspects. Kinetic aspects meaning they could put their hands on the papers, they could look at the papers, they could look at the hard drives, they could look at the internet, they could look at all this other stuff. And then the actual count was within the votes themselves and the ballots themselves. They were looking at ballots, who voted for what, how it was voted, serial numbers, so on and so forth, because there are serial numbers on every ballot. And I'm sure the liberals are now just really fucking shocked to find out that there are serial numbers on all the ballots in Arizona. I bet there's a bunch of liberals right now out there shitting their pants. Um, but one of the big parts, one of the other things I thought was really interesting too, and I'm going to bring this part up right now. Um, when they were talking about their critical findings, they were talking about what they considered to be critical. And the following, um, the following chart illustrates the percentage of voters who registered by party and the ballot that it Im, uh, impacted each number re it represents. This should get a rough idea of to what impact the electorate of votes were cast by voters and not by another individual that somehow was gained access to a mail-in ballot. So subtracting all the mail-in ballots right now is basically what they just did here. Subtracting all the mail-in ballots, just going with the physical vote ballots on the day of the election. Now understand, what is the populace, the age populace of people that live in Arizona? I mean, it's kind of old. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, so not as old as Florida, but still kind of old. We're talking a lot of people who vote. By mail. By mail. Yeah, because they're too old. Right? Well, so, unless they're good hardcore Republicans and they just believe in, you know, showing up to the polls to vote. So, so in the Democrat, so, well, listen to these numbers and tell me if something this about these numbers sound a little odd to you, especially okay. with what you just explained to me, because we've both been to Arizona. We've both been through there. We yep. both know a lot about the state. Yep. I got and stuck there we, in Flagstaff in a blizzard once. It was so random. We've got some friends that have lived there and they've told me great things about the state and I've lived there and 
There's been some horrible things that I like to talk about the state, but I'm not going to do that right now. Um, Big part of it, though, let's see here. Party-wise, Democratic Party people that actually showed up to vote the day of the election. 39.5% of the people that are registered as Democrats showed up to vote that day. Okay. 33.0% of the Republican Party showed up that day. No. Does everybody see the difference there? Yeah, that, that, no, that doesn't work like that. I can show you in Georgia what the numbers of Republicans that were that showed up to vote the day November 3rd so, in, in Georgia. So, so I'm thinking that because it's probably closer to like 50 or 60 percent of Republicans showed up to vote in person. Why so is that, that, though? Why is that, though? Because they don't we don't trust the mail. We, we don't trust the mail. We don't trust mail in votes. We vote in person. Yeah, no matter we don't, our we age. We don't trust the mail ever. Like it doesn't we matter. We show up. We put our fingers in the books. We sign our names. We do whatever we got to do. Show our ID. We will freaking give an ID. We will show you whatever our last pap smear. The last time my brain was scanned. I'll show you whatever the fuck you want to know. Vaccination so card. that I can vote. Not your vaccination card. Yeah, I'll show mine. Yeah, I'm but that, that, I bet that's coming soon. Anyway, um, so maybe that 30% of the day in votings were the ballots that went up in flames at the Hickman Farm. That's a good question because that would be about another so, 500,000 votes possibly. Uh, yeah, and, and Five, but, 600, but again, votes? so if the, if the initial count, the what, half a dozen counts that the Arizona did before the Cyber Ninjas got involved. With the audits. Right. Yes, correct. And then the Cyber Ninja count. Yep. And then the and next then three this, following. And then the, the, Senate, three, the Senate count. Yep. Right. That nobody but could it, come to the same number but that it was, was within, originally counted. But it, but it was within it. Yeah. But all. So the. the so go ahead. Just add 11,000. Add well, 11,000. Well, no, no. There's well, a reason me, for but that. Let me make my point. So if all of those matched because not the initial tally count, but, you know, the, the recounts, the cyber ninjas audit and the Senate recount at the end, they all matched within a couple hundred ballots. How, how is that possible if all those ballots went up in flames? Well, that's a good, that's a good question, but just do me a favor real quick. Yeah, Cause yeah. there was a number I forgot to add there. 11,000. Add 11,000. Why? Because that's roughly the difference between all these counts. So we're just adding that number, just being fair. Okay. There's a difference that has always come up between every count, and it's roughly about 11,000 votes. Okay. Mm. That's a pretty big number, if you're asking me. I mean, I would think a difference of 1,000 votes would be more accurate for that population size than 11,000 votes, especially when the margin of victory was only what? 12,267. Okay. That number is really important, folks. We're going to keep repeating that number. There's a reason for that. Yep. So um, as we roll on, one of the big things, first, the Hickman Farm. That's huge. You're absolutely right. How did they get to the same number without all those ballots? Are they just throwing an estimate out there that that's what was missing? Did they just say, oh, all of a sudden? But it gets better. And I I always like to say, but wait, there's more. Because there is more here. Because now we go back to my part, which is what I really like, is the physical part of this. And uh, this is really weird, okay? Because then this report spirals into the, how is this even possible, okay? Because then they go into the voting machine findings. And this is where it gets really crazy, 
okay? Because I first I was like, I had to read this three times before I completely understand understood what they were talking about. Cyber Ninjas, uh, this is how they did the scoring for the voting machines. Cyber Ninjas utilize a risk ranking system based on the guidelines outlined by the NIST publication 800-30, a guide for conducting risk assessment information security. Uh, severity was assigned by the finding based on a combination of the likelihood the finding could impact the election or the, the ability of the election impact it could have on the results. Okay, In the findings, Cyber Ninjas found that the risk voting machines, the likelihood was high and the impact was critical. Okay, This is huge, folks. And I'm going to read this. Election Management System Database Purged. Likelihood high impact critical the election management system the database which holds all the detailed associated records within the 2020 general election was purged from the election results and was cleared as a result of tallies and reporting admin on february 2nd at 5:14 p.m the uh, evening before the pro v and v audit was scheduled to officially start this means these results were not available for the pro v and v or the SLI to perform any type of audit, nor was it available for the Cyber Ninjas to review. The next day, the ProVMV then proceeded to add new tabulators to the audit, which they imported the results from these tabulators from further clearing the remnants of the database. It is worth noting that Dominion Software fully supported creating a full copy of the existing election project and clearing the database was required of the ProVNV to perform their audit. They could have first duplicated the exact existing project. Neither of the auditors retained any of the Maricopa County identified this as a finding in their reports. So the reason I say that's a big deal is they went out and purged a whole, anywhere between six and eight terabytes worth of information, basically deleting ballots. Okay, but I'm sorry, doesn't federal law state that all election documentation has to be kept for 22 months? Correct. And I think Arizona's state law has it at 24 months. So get this. This is something they talked about on the TV. It's not in the report. However, they did talk about it on the TV. I listened to um, Cotton talk about it. There is a video in which they have two personnel going in, taking out that exact hard drive and purging that data. They know exactly who it is. Yep. It has not been released yet to the general public, but it's coming. Yep. I guarantee right now that that data is being held on to by the Arizona State. Uh, uh, they know who did it. Yeah. The, uh, the, the Senate? This, no. Um, the prosecutor's office. The state prosecutor's office. Oh, the office. AG, the attorney general. Yeah, the attorney general in Arizona. I guarantee that person will be prosecuted here shortly. I'm sure we'll know his name. I'm not worried about that at all. But it's very odd that the day before the audit was to begin, the initial audit, not the Cyber Ninjas audit. We're talking, this is just the recount. Somebody, two people took that hard drive and erased the contents of that hard drive, and they have them on camera. So that's coming out, folks. That's just a, we're going to, Take a little bit of tactical patience, take a knee, drink some water, throw back some uh, ranger, you know, ranger candy, and we're just going to sit there and wait on that one because the pain will go away. 
So it gets crazier though, because then we start getting into the actual hardware that they use the day of the audit, which, or any of the audits and the actual election day, which is really crazy because what was the big thing that everybody kept telling us about the ballot images and everything else that, oh, they're all present and everything else. Remember that? Remember mm -hmm. how? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. everything's the Arizona there. Yep. So the likelihood of this actually happening was medium or they assessed it as medium, but the impact that it would have if they did it was high. Okay. So the total number of ballot images that existed within the body of the computer forensics and material provided the audit substantially less than the official vote totals and the total number of paper ballots audit, audited. Wait, wait, wait. So you said the number of ballot images was substantially less, less Correct. than the paper ballots? Correct. By 21,273 ballots. 21,273 Oh, I'm adding that to our total. We're entirely missing from the forensic images and the election equipment. This means there was electronic votes recorded, but no actual ballot images corresponded to the votes. This makes it impossible to fully validate the res results of the and confirm the election management system was not tampered with. I mean, right there is grounds for decertification. Correct. Right there alone. Right there Just alone. Just in that. Because yep. we're not saying that Trump won. What we're saying is that Biden didn't win Arizona. Yeah. He did not win Maricopa County. If he didn't win Maricopa County, I guarantee he didn't win the rest of Arizona. Basically, it's such a shit show that there is no way to unravel it at this point and figure out who actually won. Correct. And I'm not, I understand liberals that are listening to me just because I know you're losing your fucking mind right now because you're saying, oh, you're lying. Okay, so before you have a complete fucking meltdown, you fucking homo, understand we're not saying that Trump won. We're just saying that Biden didn't win. And it's not as clear cut as the way the mainstream media is making it out to be right now because the mainstream media is on this binge of, oh, well, see you Republicans, you crazy conspiracy theorists. No, we're not conspiracy theorists. I'm going by the numbers here, folks. The numbers are plain and simple. This alone, 21,273 and Biden won by how much? 12,267? Um, I, I think I've got that and then some in here. I'm pretty sure. So I, I changed the picture real quick. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. You're a fucking idiot. Moving right along, uh, because it gets even worse, because that's only part of it. That's only the, the, the part that, I, that stuck out to me that said, hey, look, we've got a real issue here. Uh, yeah. Um, then subpoenaed equipment not yet provided. I'm sorry. Isn't subpoena like a legal requirement? Like if you don't obey a subpoena, your ass goes to jail? Yeah, like... You either cough that shit up like right now or we're putting some silver bracelets on you and you're going to jail and you'll be held in contempt until a judge feels that your ass has done what the court has asked you to do. So, so okay, let, let's put this in perspective real quick. So say, um, for God forbid, that some alphabet agency douchebag shows up at our door and wants all information that we have regarding January 6th, that wants my phone, pictures, video, etc., has a subpoena. Correct. Okay. And I say, give me 10 minutes. And I erase everything, all everything from January 6th on my phone. And then I say, yeah, you know what? I, 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 I dropped it in the toilet. I can't actually give it to you. What would happen to me? Uh, you'd actually probably go to jail for subverting a federal investigation. Just saying. 
I, I'm just, I, you would be charged on that at least at a minimum because th they could prove it because they showed up at the front door. You asked them 10 minutes with your phone in your hand. You walked to the bathroom, did whatever you did, then threw your phone down the toilet and then came back and said, ah, I fell in the toilet. Sorry about that. Yeah, exactly. So um, now are you actually not fulfilling the subpoena? That's, that's where the argument becomes because you're actually still fulfilling the, the subpoena. The scary part about that is this, and this is what most Americans do not realize. Um, and I pretty sure I'm not going to get in trouble for this, but fuck it. If I do anyway, I don't, <laughs> I don't, give, we don't give a fuck anymore. Um, they can still recover all of the images, A, you oh, deleted, yeah. and B, that are on that phone That's that why you I threw in the toilet. Yeah. So it really doesn't make a damn bit of difference if it fell in the toilet and got short-circuited or not. They that's could exactly still get that information. That's exactly why I said it that way. Yep, I know that. Uh, that's immaterial. They could still fulfill the end state of that subpoena. Technically, so, they could actually just go in the cloud and get all the information, too. They could just hack my phone without even having my phone. Yeah, it takes a little bit more than that, but they would be able to get it from your phone because they would be able to get your ISN, your DSN, and all mm -hmm. the uh, EMSI, all the other information that they need to actually access that. But the bigger part of that and the part that you bring up, and that becomes the legal question, is when did you actually not fulfill what was within the subpoena? Did you not fulfill the subpoena when you said that, hey, give me 10 minutes and let me throw my phone down the toilet? Or did you fill, fulfill the subpoena when you actually walked back, even though that your phone was soaking wet, had water, and it was completely short-circuited, and you handed it to the federal agents. Is not that not actually fulfilling the subpoena in the data in which they were required? I mean, because just because they got to do some more work now to get it, I mean, that's on them. That's not on you. You fulfilled the subpoena. The judge told you to comply to give your phone over. But you what I'm that. saying, if I didn't give my phone over, if I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, it, it, it went down the toilet, it's gone. I flushed it down the toilet well, and it's gone. Then you would definitely get arrested because now you're hindering federal prosecution okay. in the case of something that they're trying so to prosecute. So why aren't the election supervisors? Why haven't any of them been arrested that's a, yet? That's a great question because I'm about to get to some other stuff. Okay. So SLI compliance report on page 11 states that the Maricopa EMS workstations, two EMS servers. Maricopa County only produced one EMS server and four EMS workstations despite the Arizona State Senate requesting all EMS servers and requesting utilized in the 2020 election. Hmm. So wait a minute. Let me do the numbers on that again real quick. Further analysis indicated there were four EMS workstations, two EMS servers. Okay, so we're talking about four computers and two server stacks. The county only produced one EMS server and four EMS workstations. Wait, I'm sorry, what? How, how, is, how is that possible? So we went from six total items, or seven total items, to five total items. One server and four workstations. Um, hmm. And they still supposedly complied with the subpoena? Mm, mm. No. Mm. Mm. No. So anyway, this is implicated, or impacted the ability to complete the audit in digital network and devices. For example, uh, if malware 
was resident on any missing EMS machines, was utilized in any manner to manipulate the results of the election, this would not be able to be determined from our analysis. Malware, huh? Mm, Malware. That's interesting. Let's get into that a little bit. Let's get into that a little bit, huh? So we're going to fast forward a little bit, shoot through this, because like I said, I've already read through this whole report, and I had to dig through it to find some of the more interesting anomalies and stuff that just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me on, on any level. Forget like the computer level or anything else. Anonymous logins. This was a big problem they had. And they, the likelihood of this was, uh, they said medium, and I said high, because... Um, if they all use the same... I, I've watched the government do shit before. Uh, the impact would be medium, but I think the likelihood of this was actually high. So I'm sorry, if they all used the same username and password, the one originally provided by Dominion that was never changed, then Unless, isn't everything long, anonymous? No, because... The only way that that could have happened is if they, well, there's certain things that you're not allowed to do as a user as compared to an administrator, just like any other computer. I thought they didn't have any admin access, though. Dominion kept all the admin access. That is where it gets interesting in these documents. Mm-hmm. So would you just okay, let me I'm, I'm stealing your okay. thunder. I got to. I love doing there it. There are common functions in the Microsoft Windows that will record anonymous login activity into Windows and security logs. There are logins, however, that exhibit known recording sequences within the logs that allow analysts to determine the origin of the requesting function and determine the legitimacy of the logged-in action. An example of this behavior in Windows response requests for access to the server uh, message block, or the SMB, share is also known as a network drive. This user request is a connection to the network drive's initial connection. uh, Initial connection request is logged in as an anonymous user. The log entry and the Records, requesters the host name, and requesters the IP address. The anonymous password is used in order to grant access. Below is a screenshot of the normal Windows activity. Notice that the workstation name and the workstation uh, IP source and fields uh, contain valid data, which, of course, we can't see because this is all kept, uh, it's all blacked out because, you know, all of that stuff has been sourced out to them. So while the... the Windows security logs from the Maricopa County EMS servers only present from 2521 to 41221. I'm there sorry, are, wait, wait. It only presents from February 5th of 2021 to April 2012, 21st. And when was tw- the election? November 3rd, 2020. So it does not cover the election period. Correct. Or any of the counting. Correct. There are a significant number of atypical well, remember they're auditing the auditors. That's what Cyber Ninjas is doing. They were auditing the auditors. They were a third-party auditing company brought in to audit the auditors. But they, well, they audited the election, but then they compared it to the uh, auditor's initial finding. No. They audited the auditors from the initial collection finding through the audit to where they're at now. And they actually found stuff that reversed a couple totals, Mm -hmm. gave some votes back to Trump, Gave a couple more back to Biden. And the numbers stayed about the same. That's why they're saying the numbers stayed about the same. But the questionable numbers is where the issue's at. Yeah. And they don't have the legitimacy or the legal observation to make any of that That wasn't stick. within their scope, as exactly. they put it. Exactly. Yeah. So um, atypical... Um, there are a significant number of atypical remotes, anonymous logins contained in the Windows security logs. Below is an example of an atypical, uh, again, we can't see this, so it kind of doesn't matter. But where it gets interesting is when we get into the back and what they found while doing some of these logins and other things. They found a dual boot system. 
okay? If you're a computer nerd, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, the likelihood of this they put as medium. Again, I believe the likelihood of this is actually high. And then the impact they put is high. I believe this is a double high high, but they put medium medium. Why would you have a dual, a dual boot system without using it? Don't you have to physically create that? Like, doesn't that doesn't come standard? Well, it can, depending on the system. I would think it shouldn't come standard in an election system. Okay, one more time. The analysis system labeled as uh, adjudication 2, CYFIR evidence designation AZAUD-E-087 revealed that the system contained two bootable hard drives. Now, to you and me, that means absolutely nothing. Yeah, no, I have no idea what that means. To a nerd who sits behind a computer all day, this is literally gold. This is literally fire. Uh, these two hard drives were subsequently labeled uh, one of the AZAUD-E-087-1 and AZAUD-E-087-2. Neither security audit contracted the Maricopa County noted any of these findings in their reports. The discovery of a system with a dual boot configuration is a significant finding. First, it demonstrates a failure in the hardware, com configuration management, and the Mar Maricopa County election systems. Second, two bootable hard drives within one system under certain circumstances would create a situation where one operating system could act as a jump box, where the system could access the internet and the other system would be restricted and isolated to one network. This commonly called a dual homed access system could use could have provided internet access or route access to the voting system network. The router data, historical Splunk data, and network flow data would not complete the full analysis and the impact to a dual boot computer. Neither two audits performed by Maricopa County de detected or reported any of these additional drives or bootable systems in adjudication system number two. That is very interesting, folks, because remember what they claimed. None of the Dominion systems were connected to the Internet. Yeah, they claimed that a lot. They fucking echoed that for months, months and months on end. I remember hearing news report and news report after news report. Well, it wasn't hooked up to the Internet. And, and the initial auditors found that it wasn't hooked up to the Internet. But what did Cyber Ninjas found about that? Well, we're going to get there because I got to go through one other thing. I think. No, actually. I don't, oh, no, you're right. How did you know? It's like you memorized this shit. Or <laughs> I just got to flip the pages, folks. I'm sorry. I saved some paper today, so I printed it out, double-sided for all those watching on Rumble. Anyway, uh, likelihood of this one, again, was medium. Impact of this one was medium, which I, again, disagree with. I believe the likelihood should have been high, and the impact should have been high. So it says 7.5.5, the internet connections. Maricopa County Board of Supervisors repeatedly stated that the network connecting the election voting systems is an isolated network that had no ability to connect to the internet. An in-depth analysis of both al allocated and unallocated spaces of the EMS and EMS, works, EMS server and EMS workstations, adjudication workstations, and other elements of the election system has identified and proven that this is just not the case. There were hundreds of connections to public internet sites recovered from the unallocated areas of the hard drives. For purposes, uh, for the purpose of this report, only internet connections with artifacts that contained valid dates after the installation of the Dominion Software Suite on 8-6-2019, let me repeat that date, 8-6-2019, were included in this report. Additionally, for the purposes of this report, only sites that have been visited multiple times were reported to avoid false reporting and default 
internet histories. Given the Dominion software suite was installed on 8-6-2019, no internet history URL visit dates should exist after that date. You'd that think. would be accurate because according to what we've been told, none of that shit applies. So, in the course of the examination, the definitive evidence was recovered from the EMS, EMS Client 1, EMS Client 3, and EMS Client 4, REWeb 1601, and REGIS 1202 systems had access to the internet after the installation of the Dominion voting software systems were installed on 8-6-2019. Given the unallocated space analysis... This means uh, this by no means means a complete recovery of all internet history, but as definitive is recovered that internet artifacts exist after the time and date specified by this report. So this was all after 8-6-2019. So EMS client one and nine connections internet uh, between 2-7-2020 and 2-22-21, specifically to the go.microsoft.www.bing.com URLs. Okay. In addition, HTTP connections, there were 51 records recovered contained of 143 connections of internal devices that had not were not produced by Maricopa County within the IP addresses. Interesting. So that con connected to a whole bunch of different com computers that were never, ever originally found during the first audit, first two audits. The internet connections of the REWeb 1601 system the county provided was represented as a forensic image of the system with a host name. Of course, the host name's blacked out. This is, in fact, not an actual forensic image, but rather a copy of a hard drive on a 4-terabyte external hard drive. So they copied a hard drive, stuck it on an external hard drive, and then handed it to the cyber ninjas saying, this is the hard drive from that computer. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. So they can't forensically audit it because it, it is was a unknown. copy. No, it is unknown what actions were taken by the county to ensure that the drive was wiped prior to the system copy. The point is, what they're trying to say is, look, there may have been shit on this hard drive before you copy that hard drive onto this hard drive. That whether they did it on purpose or unknowingly is the question. I did. What purpose. was the intent behind it? Guarantee it was probably on purpose. Like you, I believe it was probably on purpose. Um, to ensure that the drive was wiped prior to the system copy, a carve of the internet history artifacts recovered from eight, were 890 internet records, each with multiple visit iterations to public URL connections, including Fox News, Maricopa.gov, Microsoft.com, MSN.com, and ADNXS.com. What now, is ADNXS? Well, you found it out before. I did, because that was my question when you read this to me before. And the Correct. first thing I said, what is ADNXS? And you went and looked it up, right? I did go and look it up. And interesting, The Guardian did an article on it in April of 2012. Okay? What did The Guardian find? So The Guardian said, ADNXS appears, uh, appeared as the eighth biggest name in our tracking the trackers data. Here's what we find out about it as much as we can about what it does. So... Uh, it's run by AppNexus, a company that provides technology, data, and analytics to help companies buy and sell online display advertising. Hmm. The technology it uses can plug into other advertising serving platforms such as Google's DoubleClick and data aggregators such as Quantcast, which provide behavioral targeting. In essence, this makes AppNexus an advertising exchange for advertising exchanges. And it has a number of different services, including ad exchange, data aggregator, supplier, 
demand side platforms. Um, so basically, it, it can collect data from a range of online and sometimes offline sources and provide data to advertisers directly or via its exchange. But what if it's providing data to someone who's not an advertiser? Such as the Chinese government? Exactly. That's kind of why I was going <laughs> with this. That's where I was leaning. Um, um, real quick, tell me something. Mm -hmm. um, this is why we tell you all, use a VPN. Yeah. This is the exact reason why VPNs were created. If you don't know what a VPN is, this is why you get a VPN. And again, this is not an ad because we don't get paid from them. But ExpressVPN, I use. It's simple. It's one click. You push a button and you're connected to a VPN. And guess what? I stopped getting uh, millions of bullshit emails. Pop-up ads. Yep. All kinds of stuff. All that stuff goes away because they can't track where I'm at. Okay? Get a VPN, folks. So that's really interesting that that was all found. Tell me something. What was the first date that was recorded on November 3rd, 2020, that Fox News broke with that kind of changed the end state of the election? Uh, what, that Fox News came out and said Arizona won when only 3% of the vote was counted? Correct. Yeah, 3%. Tell me something. Fox News was one of the fucking oh, Brett websites Bear, on Brett, here. Oh, yeah, Fox News was one on the websites on there. Yeah, and it was all connected with that ADNXS server. Mm -hmm. What if Fox News was altering the totals? Just throwing it out as a possibility. I mean, we can't prove... It's a bold move, yeah, yeah, nay. We'll see how that works out for you at the end, right? <laughs> so, Internet Connections for uh, Regis, uh, REGIS 1202 system, right? The county provided uh, what was representative as a forensic image of a system that host name was Regis 1202. This, in fact, was not an actual forensic image again. Go figure. But rather a copy of a hard drive on a four terabyte external hard drive. Hmm. Again. It is known that the action, nothing's known about the actions that were taken by the county to ensure the drive was wiped or the system was ready to copy. Okarva, the internet history, recovered 205 internet records. Each with multiple visit iterations to public URL connections, including Maricopa County Gov or Maricopa.gov, Microsoft.com, and lo logons to local hosts. So again, other computers uh, that were not originally found within the system. Now you all say, well, that's all really interesting, but what does that have to do with the votes? Well, first of all, if you consider that 90% of the tally when they initially were counted the night of the election came in by Dominion, if the voting had been screwed with, it would have happened while it was within a Dominion system. Absolutely. It would not have happened just at, you know, just at random at one system or the other. It would have happened within the Dominion system. And that's the disturbing part about 90% of these vote results is that Dominion counted them the first time. And now they're saying, now they're double downing on it by saying, well, the numbers really aren't off. Yet, we can't confirm or deny where all the votes are. And when you start out with a number like 27,000 votes and you can't get to that number, um, I, I got an industry, I, I've got a, an issue with this report, and I think this report holds a lot more weight than a lot of people are giving to it. And liberals, let them take their lap. Folks, this isn't a loss for us. Let them fucking take their lap. Because we're about to see, you know, a pole go in between their legs. They're going to trip, fall hard on their face when they find out, oh, shit, we really didn't win Arizona. Yeah. What really happened in Arizona? 
That's the next question. But the bigger question is, and this is my bigger question, is where do we go from here? Where do we go? What's our next state, babe? Georgia. Correct. And in Georgia, um, there's an article. This actually came out a while ago. But I, I wanted to reiterate this one because this came out June 7th, okay, at 5.45 p.m. by Stephen Fowler. It actually came from GBP Public Broadcasting. Georgia Public Broadcasting, yep. News, all right. And this is actually, he's obviously a, a leftist, and you can tell that he's a leftist. Well, it's Georgia Public Broadcasting. What do you expect? But what he's talking about is actually a very far-right issue. An ongoing lawsuit in Fulton County seeks to unseal more than 145,000. Wait a minute. What did Trump win Georgia by, according to Trump? 11,779. Give me just one second, because there's a number. Remember, remember how I told you? What was that number that I told you that was so important that you all needed to remember? 12,267. And that was the Arizona, if I remember correctly, yeah, audit, right? That, that was uh, after all the audits are said and done. That is supposedly the number that Biden won by. Okay, so I'm about to pull up this report. And mind you, one thing let's make clear, in the cyber ninjas and... Cipher, whatever um, audit that went on that we were just reading the report from, they did not go back through and tally Biden versus Trump votes. That's not what they were doing. They no. were never there to determine a winner or a loser. Nope. They were there to determine to if there was fraud. Correct. And that was it. That was it. So we still don't know who won Arizona. Correct. Because that wasn't within their scope. And we can't determine based on the information they provided because the information they pro provided actually now asks more questions than gives answers, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So um, after the audit was conducted in Georgia, the final vote tally for the difference between Biden and Trump in Georgia was 12,268 votes. Versus 12,267 in Arizona? Yeah. Sounds like they missed a count in Arizona. Do you know how... Impo statistically impossible statistically, that is? Statistically, yes. It's like a, a gazillion to one. It's like one in 790-something million chances that that could be that close in numbers, especially with the size of the population in Georgia and the size of the population in Arizona and the distances in which they are spread apart. That is the difference. A 12... 1,260, or, yeah, no, 12,200, yeah. 12,268 in Georgia versus 12,267 in, in, Arizona. in Arizona. So we're talking one vote difference. Um, who was the lady? Uh, and I, I believe Mike. Lindell. Lindell. He had her on. What was that lady's name? Because um, she got fired. Darva Smith, I think. Yeah, she got fired the day after she left her company that she took the records from. But she had this program, and she was talking about, what was the program, babe? Well, she called it the cruise control method. Correct. And that cruise control method, she said, failed in certain states because of what? Same-day voting. In-person in -person voting. voting. Okay. Yep. Now, in Georgia, we had a really strong turnout for the in-person voting for the 2020 election. November 3rd, 2020, there was close to a 64% turnout for in-person voting. 
And considering the pandemic, 64% in the state of Georgia is actually really, really good. Considering in a normal year, we're closer to about a 58% turnout for in-person voting. Yep. So 64% shows that there was a... And when you say that 64% of the population turned out for in-person voting, who are you referring to? Republicans. Correct. Why? Because we don't trust the mail. Mm-hmm. We don't trust any other system to get our vote into the system. Yep. So how do we do it? We show up. We show up. We, we show our, our, our ID. We do whatever it takes. Yep. Pap smear. You, whatever authentication you need to prove it's me. I will bring my fucking phone bill, my electric bill, whatever. I will show you that it's me, right? Really, so, all you need is a state or government-issued photo ID in, in the, the state, state of Georgia. Georgia. That's correct. So we prefer that method. Because so, there is no same-day registration in jo- Georgia. Nope. You can't just show up and be like, oh, oh well, I'm a resident. Here's my phone bill. You know, can, can you let me vote? That's not how that works. Correct. So we're sitting there, and I'm looking at these numbers going, 12,368, 12,267. How? How is just that possible? How? It's just not possible. Numerically, it's next to impossible, especially with just population it, de- unless density they differences. Did it with an algorithm? Unless there was an algorithm. Involved. That's it. There's there. Now, that's really the only explanation is an algorithm. This message is to Mike Lindell. If Mike Lindell is really important or special in what he's got, because he's got the packets, he's got the data. The packet cap- ca- packet captures. I completely agree that those add something, but right now, according to what we heard on Friday on the TV. The audit guys from Cyber Ninjas are not going to get the internet routers and the Dominion routing systems until there's supposed to be sometime this week. They're getting it this week, and they're going to be able to start their audit on it this week. If Michael Lindell was smart, he would send a copy of all the packet capture that all the packet captures he's got. He would send it all down to the lawyer from his lawyer, keeping a chain of custody going to the lawyer down there with Cyber Ninjas, and let Cyber Ninjas plug those packet captures into that Dominion system when they get it. Because what that's going to show is not only the fraud, but it'll also show the conspiracy to commit fraud, which is the bigger part of this, because once you wrap this up under a conspiracy, now we're no longer just talking about um, what happened on November 3rd, but now we're talking about whatever happened months before November 3rd from the time in which the Dominion systems were put in to voting systems in America to the time that they derive, like past all the audits, since audits are still going on, you have all of that time now to look at. Everything would open up. You would see all of that. This would turn it into a com- criminal investigation conspiracy to commit fraud and fraud and now all of a sudden all you got to do is get one person once that one person flips on another guy that's it that's all you need you're done it's all downhill from there and the reason i bring this up is because back on june 17th there was another report that came out and this one came out from the ap which i really found interesting and it detailed reports of moments of with the Georgia election and monitors and stuff that was going on in the audit and how there was almost fisticuffs happening in the arena out there at the Mercedes-Benz arena. And they were talking about the misrepresenting and misrepresenting the roles of the people that were there to audit the votes that were going on and all this other stuff and how there was like literally stand downs where people were like 
facing off at each other. An executive summary of its findings was released earlier this year, and Jones briefed the state the election board in February, but detailed the notes that the reports produced by Jones during the process were obtained this week by the Associated Press provided more details about what he saw. Then-President Donald Trump focused on the intention of Georgia by losing a traditional Republican stronghold to a Democrat, Joe, Joe Biden, by about 12,000 votes. That was the original count that the auditors had come up with. And then the second audit level... 12,268. Another 268 votes to Biden in November. The Trump and his allies focused particular attention on Fulton County making the repeated unfounded claims about widespread voter fraud. Well, then I was like, you know what? I looked at VLAN and I said, you know, I'm blonde and I'm stupid. And I was born on a Saturday and I only got a degree from the University of Phoenix online degree program. But you know what? I'm not all that stupid. And although I'm blonde, I wasn't born last Saturday. And I went and just did a little looking. Right. I wanted to see what Brad Raffensperger said about this vote and everything else. Right. And so I went to his actual website, actually found the audit numbers, did a little research myself. And uh, this is why. And I know you Georgians are going to get angry with me when I say this. But this is where my real issue with Vernon Jones is. Hey, Vernon, where were you fucking nine months ago? You were a fucking liberal. Yeah, he was a liberal a year ago. Nine months ago, he was riding. He was just starting to ride President Trump's coattails. Whatever, he's a fucking liberal. He just he sees what he side of a the bread the he butter is. He is still a liberal. Thickest. And Georgians, if you're stupid, you're going to vote for this man, and that's what he wants. He is a fucking liberal. And he the is only not a Republican. He's running as he a Republican. Not a conservative. Is because he was censured by the Democrat Party and told that he they would not sponsor him to run again. He Correct. was no longer allowed to run as a Democrat because he he was so corrupt that the Democrats told him to fuck off. So I actually that's really saying something. I actually challenge Vernon right now. Come on, right now. Come, come on, on our show. show. Come, come, so we can show talk me to up, you. please. Absolutely. I, I'm dying. To, I'm dying to fight you on this one because you supported these numbers, you ass clown. And that's where I'm going to start at right here. You supported these numbers. These numbers make so little sense that even in my small, retarded, puny brain that you would probably say that I have, I'm going to fight you on this one because this one makes absolutely no sense. All right. First of all, in Fulton County, there was 137,620 people that voted for Donald J. Trump. There was... 381,179 people that voted for Biden. Wait, say those numbers again, because I'm going to do it on the calculator on my phone since the other one's being used. Okay, so 137,620 votes for Donald Trump. Yep. There was 381,179 votes for Joe Biden. 381,179 votes for Joe Biden. Okay. 6,494 votes for Joe Jorgensen. Joe Jorgensen. Okay. For what was totaled up as 525,293 votes. Yep. Okay. With giving Biden a lead of 243,559 votes. Okay. That's in Fulton County. That's correct. How many registered voters are there in Fulton County? Now, according to that, stand by. I'm getting there. I got to scroll over to it. I'm sorry, folks. I'm just computer. I'm trying to get my computer to do what I want it to do. Now, according to that, <clears throat> that made a difference, a percentage difference, or they said 200 and, 
Uh, 49%, pe 249% of the people voted for Biden, according to what these numbers show me. I'm sorry, wait, 249% of the people voted for Biden? Correct. How is that possible? That's what I said. Everybody voted two and a half times? So then we wanted to know, because I had to go look this up too, because we were like, oh, the Fulton County. What's the population of Fulton County? Because, I mean. The voting population. Yeah, the, the well, we Registered wanted Registered voters. Yeah. So, I'll, yeah, it should be right here. Right. Uh, it helps if I spelled it right. Yeah, that doesn't usually help. And I'm just going to, there it is. I knew it showed up. Boom. So, registered voters of Fulton County, according to what their website produces, okay, and they have, they talk about their 12 point, uh, right off the bat, they talk about their 12 point signature. Verification. Verification and everything else. So, we only do a 12 point here while Arizona does a 27 point? Yeah, okay. apparently. Mm. Apparently in Georgia. Okay. Apparently. Um, hold on. I'm looking for the number. Stand by. It was right here before. How did I find it before? I think it's 550,586. Yeah, I, I think that was the number we found. Uh, there it is, the voter list. That's I clicked on the wrong one. It is. 550,586 is the voting population of Fulton County. So 25,293 more people voted than in Fulton County than are registered. And again, we don't have same-day registration. We, we nor, nor do we have, nor, nor are we confirming any of these numbers. We're just doing the research that we looked up on the internet. We're doing some shit that, I got it, it's the internet. You can say whatever you want on the internet, and it's true. I get it. I'm not, I'm not selling you on that. I'm just selling you on the numbers don't make any sense. How is that fucking possible? 254% of the people voted for Joe Biden. Okay, wait. So is the, the voting population 550,000 or 525,000 or 500,000? No, it's 550,000. Okay, so, okay. And, they, and we got 525,293 votes in Fulton County. So there's another, another 25,000 so, votes that are not even there. Where are so, those other 25,000 so, well, votes? We usually, we say, you know what, sev max 70% of the voting population votes, right? So if you have 550,586, and, and we're going to highball it, right? Because last election it was like 55% in 2016, but this yep. was a really big election. Yep. So say 70% of those people voted, that would give you 385,410 people. Yeah. So does anybody else not see where my problem is? And everybody understand that we sat there last night. We listened to Vernon Jones come on stage, and he talked about how he was a black man from the South. I could care less about the color of your skin, Vernon. Seriously. All I give a shit is what job are you going to do for me? And right now, I know you've been involved in politics since the day you probably turned 21. And I will guarantee that because you've been a political activist. I've seen your name before. This isn't the first time I've ever seen it. I didn't know much about you before because you were a liberal and I didn't care. I don't like liberals and I don't look up liberals. You're still a liberal. Nothing's changed. You are just wearing a different hat. Look, I can change my hat right now. And I can, uh, riding with Biden, I can put that on my head. Doesn't make me a liberal. I'm still a conservative of, at heart. Just like putting a Republican hat on your head doesn't make you anything different than what you were when you started running as a liberal. You're still a liberal. 
And if you're listening to me from Georgia, please wake up. Go look what this guy stands for because there's not a conservative value that this motherfucker is not echoing that he did not steal off of some other candidate's website. And honestly... And go look at his shit when he was a liberal. He has time to go around to all the shows and all the rallies and all that because he doesn't have a job. And he's been making, what, uh, $30,000 a year or less for the last however many years? I, I don't know. I haven't where, looked at his financials. Where, where's yet. all his money come from? Uh, that Candace said that in our interview with her. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. even still, I, the, my point is this. It, it's not because I support Candace. This is l- legitimate. It's He is, like, literally, he was a liberal not more than eight months ago. Why all of a sudden? Why all of a sudden now? I mean, don't get me wrong, folks, because if you listen here, Trump supported him. Trump backs him. And I argue with Trump on this one. Vernon Jones is another fucking Brian Kemp. If we vote for Vernon Jones, we might as well just keep Brian Kemp where he's at. Yeah. Because at least we know that Brian Kemp has been a Republican. Vernon Jones is a sheep in wolf's clothing. Or wolf, a wolf sheep, in sheep's clothing. Sheep clothing. <laughs> yeah, I said that backwards. But he's no different. I don't understand what George is thinking that this is better for us. I mean, that's like saying, look, if I only shoot the tip of my dick off, I'll still be fine. Hmm. No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so, though. I don't think so either. Are we ready to get back to Trump? Yeah, get back to Trump. Okay. At a level that you wouldn't believe. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read off for you. I'm going to read off for you their results right from their page. These are he talks a lot before he gets the results. People. We're not going to get to that. We're going to see so what he says first. I just read them all. I know you all read them all. You, you, don't, you guys don't need to hear that. If you want to see it, go to Right Side Broadcast. CNN, forget it. They're so dishonest. By the way, their ratings are down 81%. Would you see this? And likewise, CNBC. And likewise, those crooked newscasts. And by the way, Greg Gutfeld is number one in the evening now, and he's on cable, and he's great. But he's number one, he's beating, because people, they're not funny, these people aren't funny. They, frankly, I think they're sick. There's nothing funny about it, but we have, you have a cable person beating all these guys with all that money. I hope Fox is gonna pay Greg what they're making, add it up together. That's what I did on The Apprentice. I said, I have higher ratings than all these big stars on The Apprentice. I said to NBC at the time, they loved me so much during The Apprentice. They went bad. Well, they didn't want me to run. They didn't want me to run. They said, please, another three years, another five, we'll do whatever. They did not want me to run. They said, you won't win. Why would you give up a primetime show that's doing so well? And then I did it, and look what happened. My life was so simple. My life was so simple, I should have just, but you know what? What we've done is so important. What we've exposed is so important. What we're doing and what we're going to do is going to be the most important of all. So, uh, again, we're not going to get into Trump repeating all the numbers that Mick just repeated because they're basically the same. Um, No, they're exactly the same. Yeah, they they are because he read it off the same report that Mick just read it off of. So, you know, you, you heard all that already. Um, he does have an interesting thing to say about Hunter. Quite, he was actually on fire. He was he comical. Really was. He, he it was, was awesome. He, he had did, his laughing he, he for did a fantastic 90% job. of the time. He really did. Biden's corruption. That's the other thing that came out today. You see that? 
They delayed the Hunter Biden corruption because they didn't want it to hurt Joe Biden's chances of election. And look what happened with Joe Biden as your president. Our country has gone to hell. We, we all knew this, by the way. Yeah, we knew it was coming. We knew that years ago. And there goes the chant. We want Trump. We want Trump. I think I, I started to chant in the background. You can't hear it, of course, because all of these guys were chanting, we want Trump. Mm -hmm. And I was in the background saying, lock them up, lock them up. <laughs> because I think everybody that fucked up the election needs to go to jail yeah that's that's Period. true that's very true uh we're getting closer to the end here of course you know trump spoke for an hour and a half he's it, a little more than an hour and a half when was the last time biden spoke for more than a half hour when was the last time that biden spoke for more than five minutes ten minutes i i, I don't know city union i mean i guess his his uh un speech was rather long but man he fucked that up really bad you wouldn't let me play the compilation last week, but no. it's it's pretty hysterical of him just stumbling over himself for 90 seconds. Anyway. That was three minutes. They boiled down his speech to three minutes. That's actually really Nin comical. 90, a, a minute and a half of him or just stumbling over his yeah. his words. Yeah. Wow. It was it was very comical. I can boil down an hour and a half conversation to a minute and a half. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm. Who will be true champions for the people and for free, fair, and honest elections. And we must demand election integrity at all costs. If we don't have borders, if we don't have elections, if we don't have our military back and strong, I rebuilt the military and now look what happens. They're giving it away to the enemy. To think 28 Apache helicopters, you don't know. I hate to use the term, but it's good. All right. Um. We, we need America First candidates back in. And, you know, we talked about this a lot because, of course, our initial impetus was to start the Patriot Party, a whole new political party. And that was the drive across the country. It was organic. You know, all of us, we met on January 6th. We all got together talking about starting a new political party. And then we actually started to look at it. And it's about impossible. So instead, we are co-opting the Republican Party. And Trump is, that. that's literally pretty much what he just said there. We need to elect America first candidates for the Republican Party. Really? We need to take over the Republican Party with patriot candidates. Conservatives. Use their Patriot conservatives. Yes. That use, is what we need to do. Use their own infrastructure because it's almost impossible to develop new infrastructure and get in with a new political party. It, I mean, it would literally take us a decade, and we don't have that long. No. So we've got to do this in less than four years, and uh, yeah, no, there's no chance in hell. Yeah, even no. when we started this a year ago, we knew it was going to take even longer than that. We were like, <laughs> we don't even have the money to start something like that. And to get a, a name on the ballot is the, the political hurdles that you have to jump through are ridiculous. Yes, he's pushing Republican. What he's talking about is patriot Patriots. conservative. Yeah. He's not talking about Republicans. Re Republicans are not the answer, folks. We, we listened to a couple of quote-unquote Republicans. <clears throat> quote-unquote Republicans. Vernon Jones being one of them last night. And he is a wannabe. He's not even a has-been or never was. 
He's a wannabe. He's a rhino, and he's not even a Republican. So. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. But we've heard some others too. We heard some whoppers last night that were kind of like I kind of sat there going, um, I don't know if this is the crowd you want to be saying this in front of. And I was actually looking for Vernon Jones because I was going to go up and start asking him in front of all of those quote unquote Republicans that were standing around to really go after him, hammer him about, hey, you were just a liberal. How can you say anything that you just went on stage and said in front of all of these people? Yeah. Well, the, Herschel, Herschel Walker is not a liberal. No. Um, so we did listen to him speak twice last night. He, he came Herschel up before um, Trump came out. And uh, I, I got to tell you, folks, um, I was he, not all that I, impressed. Okay. So he, he said the right things. And now everyone can say the right things, right? It's a speech written for you. You can say whatever. I mean, whatever puts the right, puts the right things, you. right? And, and he was sincere in them, so that's a big plus. His energy could use a lot of improvement. He needs a lot more enthusiasm. He needs some panache. He really does. And, and I, you know, he said at one point that he had a speech impediment before he went into college, you know, football. Yep. In football, he had a speech impediment. And I can understand that that can be a huge detraction in public speaking. Even if you got over that speech impediment 30, 40 years ago, you still have that that what if in the back of your head that what if I trip over my words? What if I stumble? You know, I, I get that. I understand that he might speak a little more slowly because he's more careful with his words because he did have a speech impediment. But that's not what I'm talking about. And, and you'll see what I mean. I'm talking about energy. Yeah. Enthusiasm. Here, here's Herschel. And we'll be sure to discuss this with him when he comes on our show. Well, I tell you what, can you not tell this man loved the United States of America? And I just want to thank him again for all you've done for me, not just for endorsing me for this Senate run, but we've been together for a long time. And I said it a long time ago, a great man, great leader. And I want to be a leader like him when I get to that Senate seat to show everyone I love America. Thank you. Thank you, Georgia, for welcoming our great president, the greatest president. I call him the people's president. So thank you, guys. Pause that. Pause that. Uh, go back. Go back just a little bit. Go back just a little bit. And I want you all, if you're watching on Rumble, I want you to look at, stop. Go back. Yeah, go for it a little bit. Just a little bit. Tiny little bit. Now. Right there. Stop. Kay. Okay. I want you all to take a look at that picture real quick for me. Okay. I want you to see, I want to show you something that I don't know if a lot of people understand. A lot of people say, oh, well, Donald Trump's all about Donald Trump. If Donald Trump's all about Donald Trump, you'd never, ever see this. What you're looking at right here on the screen right now. Him stepping back and his face, face is, is hidden. completely hidden by one of the teleprompters yep. that are up there by the freaking, by the, by the podium. All right. Completely hidden by one of the, if that, if Donald Trump was about Donald Trump, that. Would never, never happen. happen. Not in the It wouldn't years. even be there. It wouldn't be even present. He wouldn't have a problem with that video being released. He had no issue. That just shows me that the guy, y you tell me that, oh, well, Donald Trump's not, I'm sorry. That shows me sincerity. Because if I was so concerned about me, I'll tell you what, I'd be right there over Herschel's shoulder. I would not be behind that teleprompter. Yeah, and it's not six feet, so you can't say he's social distancing. If it was six feet, he'd be on the other side of the teleprompter. That is that is accurate. So, um, it, you know, Trump brought up, physically brought more people on stage last night than, for whatever reason, other politicians, the Marine, um, you know, aspiring candidates. 
again, if it was all about Donald Trump, he would not have, he might have mentioned them in passing, but he certainly wouldn't have let them come up on stage and steal his time. Yeah, no. That would have never happened. So. I I found this interesting, but you can, you can always feel it in what Herschel's saying. I mean, yeah, he's saying the right things. Don't get me wrong. It's not that I don't believe that he's got the right message. I think he does. Um, I just think you know, whoever in his campaign. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he really has a message yet, and I think that's part of the problem. I think he's depending too much on other people to tell him what to say instead of coming out and saying it himself. And that could be why his website is not where it should be at this point. Um, why you haven't heard him come out. Like, I heard him on Fox News this morning. And again, he said the right things, but it was obviously a well-prepared, well-rehearsed speech lacking energy and enthusiasm you see trump go off the rails let me tell you this story let me tell you about this he goes off teleprompter all the time yeah Literally. As a matter of fact the teleprompter guy one of the worst jobs to have is the teleprompter guy for either joe biden or donald trump yeah. right now because <laughs> joe biden barely knows where he's at yeah he, he's so having trouble reading he's having a problem just reading the teleprompter donald trump He'll tell you a story from 30-something years ago and then somehow equate it right back to where you're at, the teleprompter. The teleprompter guy doesn't know to go forward or go backwards. He's, He's like, like oh, which way am I going? I'm just going to pause here until he picks back up again. So this is like, I, I just want to see, I, I I was hoping to see a more energetic showing, I guess, maybe from, Herschel. I, I wanted to see Herschel talk more from the heart than from the teleprompter. And it was something that we did not get last night. And again, it will be a question I bring up to him when we bring him on here. I'm going to ask him about that. Which is one of the reasons why we're insisting on an hour and a half instead of 45 minutes. Because he's got to be prepared because he doesn't know where I'm going to come out of, what questions I'm coming out of. We don't want him prepared. Just like we didn't give Candace any preparation. We gave her no preparation whatsoever. No advanced questions, no nothing. Same thing we're going to do to Vernon Jones. Same thing. We are not, well, um, to Herschel Walker. I don't know that we're going to get Vernon Jones on here. I'm going to try. I I know, we'll try. I don't know that he'll come talk to us, but we'll try. But, um, you know, we're not going to give any, and they asked, you know, what what questions are you going to ask Herschel? We don't know yet. We haven't figured it out. And uh, We'll ask them as they come to us, just like we did with Candace. And not, I mean, I did put out feelers for questions for Candace. I read, you know, um, some some of our our listeners' questions. Yep. Um, actually, I, I put out a question to the principal at our kid's school, the, the high school. Obviously, we're homeschooling the little one, but um, and and I asked some of those questions as well, and then we asked some of our own questions, but we did not give her any of those questions in advance, and we're going to do the same thing for Herschel yep. because we want him to speak from the heart. We want him to talk about what he believes, what he feels, what he envisions for Georgia and for this country, not what someone in his ear is telling him to say. Just like what if you guys send us any questions to ask him, we will, again, like I said before, we're keep the titles, like whatever title you want to go by John Smith, that's fine, but at least then you know I'm talking about you. Um, if I get more than one John Smith assholes, I'm going to start numbering you. So you'd be like John Smith one, <laughs> John Smith two, and I will send you an email link back saying your name is now John Smith one, your name yeah. is John Smith two. But I mean, if you want a name and you don't want to go by your name, that's fine. But if you're from Georgia and you want to ask him a serious question, send it to us. Like I said, I'm not asking football questions. I am asking something about this race, what he's running for, the office he is running for. And understand, folks, the reason this is really important to us is the seat he's running for is Warnock's seat. And last night, where he was, that is not in Warnock's district. His district is over here where we live. Right here. He will be our senator. He will be ours representing us. And 
And hopefully when I call his office with an issue, like I called Warnock's office, he actually responds rather than just completely ignoring me like Warnock did. So we, this is important to us because this is our senator. We want to know that this is what he's going to stand for us for. And folks, if you live in this area and you listen to us, you should want to know the same thing. Um, yes, I, I, I'm fully supportive of what he did at Georgia as a football player and everything else and his number. and every, I get all that. That doesn't have anything to do with that. It has Aztecs. nothing to do with all what he's going to do and stand up for us and how he's going to fight for us in the Senate and how he's going to fight for, not for just us, but for Georgia, for the whole state of Georgia. How is he going to represent me from the state of Georgia? That's all I want to hear about. I, I, I gotcha. He's a great football player. Great. That means nothing. But it I, gives him I, name recognition so that people will be like, oh, Herschel Walker. Okay, well, that's great. Name recognition goes a very long way in politics. It does nothing for policy. I expect from a football player a little bit more panache. I expect a little bit more flamboyance. Something, some flair there that ignites me, makes me get angry with him, and makes me want to fight with him, makes me believe that when he goes up there, he's going to fight for me. He's going to fight for this state. He's going to fight for our beliefs. That's what I want to hear from him. And that's something I don't really, I didn't really feel last night, did not feel that we got that from him last night. Well, hopefully we can get it from him in our interview. So we'll see. Let's go back to Trump. Rally. Right? Anything. Right? Okay. I don't know if you can see this. Hold on. Let me back it up a little bit. This is freaking hysterical. Is everybody having, I mean, look, our country's embarrassed. The whole world is laughing at us. But is there any place better to be than a Trump rally? Right? There's really not. Right? Look at that picture. I don't know if you guys saw this meme. Um, it's freaking But this is the one of hysterical. George Bush as, uh, and, and all they did was take the face out of it and stick... Uh, George Bush's face over, um, uh, what the hell's her name? Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney's face. And, oh my God, it is a riot. It's and awesome. The whole crowd went nuts. It was, everybody was laughing hysterically. And it, it, it really is funny. It is, it was a hell of a meme. If you haven't seen it, Don Jr. put it out on Instagram. I know that. Uh, first, I thought it just came from Don Jr. because it was just his name on it. And then apparently it actually, he grabbed it, it from, from somebody uh, else. It came from the right to bear memes. And it Twitter. was hysterical. And he also put it out on, he, he actually put it out on one of his um, Save America, his his new mean tweets, right? Because he, yeah. he got banned off Twitter. Yep. So now he puts out these Save America press releases. And it's an, in case you missed it, must see photo. Um, hold on. Let me, let me pull it up real quick because it's freaking hysterical. So you guys can see it better. It is absolutely hysterical. I hope you can get to this at some point. Sort of speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. We've gone, again, longer than we intended, but that's what always happens. There so, it is. There we go. Um. Liz Cheney is George <laughs> Bush. and uh, I just, I can't. It, it's it's, so it is hysterical. Funny. All right, so go back to the speech. Okay, I love it. Sorry. I just, I had to. I know you wanted to wanted me to show that too, so. I did. All right. Because that was actually hysterical. He had it on every Teletron in the freaking where we were. And it was, it was, everybody was dying laughing. <laughs> it was great. Um, all right. So continuing on here, because we are getting very close to the end of his speech. And it was well worth it. It was well worth the six hour round trip ride. Well, what is it next? 
Hmm? What is it next? What do you have next? Um, we're getting close to the end. We're, we're almost there. I got like two more clips. Or right. one more clip and then the end. Flag. Oh, I might just let this play out till the end. I know it's like eight minutes. No, I'll stop it partway through. Our country is up against some of the most sinister forces and entrenched interest that anyone has ever seen in our country. We've never seen anything like is happening today. But no matter how big or powerful they may appear, you must never forget this nation does not belong to them. This nation belongs to you, belongs to you. This is your home, this is your heritage, and our magnificent American liberty is your God-given right. The citizens of the United States of America will not be told how to live, how to think, what to do or what to say by corrupt and incompetent politicians, big tech tyrants, left-wing bullies, or anybody else, because we are a free, proud, and sovereign people, and we have to take back our country. We are descended from the heroes and patriots, the pioneers, the legends who tamed the great wilderness, who settled a vast continent, who worked the fields, laid down the railroads, raised up the skyscrapers, and poured out their blood, sweat, and tears to build this country into the greatest nation in the history of the world. And we are not going to let it be taken away from us. Our ancestors summoned the courage to fight and win our independence against the most powerful empire on earth. Our parents, grandparents, and great-grandparents stormed the beaches to crush fascism. They found the strength to topple communism. And we will not be afraid of woke lunatics who despise everything those heroes fought so hard for and those heroes fought and died for. All right. So one of the big things, one of the big takeaways from everything that Trump talked about last night, and this is probably the biggest part, is he didn't say anything about mandates. He didn't say anything about vaccines. vaccines. He didn't say thing. anything. Uh, really, he didn't really talk about COVID all that much. It was actually pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, right there talking about freedom and liberty. That was the closest he got to saying anything about vaccines and yeah. mandates. Yep. Yeah. And uh, really, uh, we don't have much more. We're going to let this go. We're going to let this play out just so you guys can hear a little bit of what we heard last night and all of the super wonderful stuff. And uh, so, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to let make Trump it be Lynn. We're going to we're going to let Trump close us out. So, uh, again, uh, have a good day. Enjoy. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you learned something about the 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 vote, everything going on with voting and all the other crap that's going on right now. Um, and, uh, make sure you tune in. We'll have a, our normal broadcast. We'll be, we'll be back, uh, Tuesday night. Um, we'll have our news, uh, roundup going on. So, uh, we'll talk to you then. And again, we still have Herschel Walker coming up. Uh, like I said, we're going to try and get Vernon Jones 
on for you Georgians who want to hear Virgin, Vernon Jones and I go at it. Um, it'll be so much. It'll fun. be interesting. Yeah, I can tell you that much. There'll be some fire on there because um, I'm not. I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to let him know exactly what I think because I. I don't believe that. I very hard. I've got some real issues with him supposedly becoming a, a Republican as fast as he did. Uh, got some real issues with that. Uh, but anyway, for the Mick and V Lynn, uh, we're going to let Trump take us out here. So yep. uh, y'all have a good day. Thanks for listening. These words to you tonight. We will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, Georgia. God bless you. Thank you.